Long time no see, sir. Yeah, welcome back, Colin. Welcome back to the to the podcast. Ooh, unlucky listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we it's only the two of us today. Um, no Zoe today, and uh, yeah, we, unfortunately Alex and uh, Lauren are also engaged. So just the two of us. I fired them both. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the, the non-political way of saying what happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, they're too busy running other shit now, aren't they? Um, but yeah, so yeah, welcome back. Um, it's uh, like dodgeball news starts off the program. I don't think we spoke about what was going on with league, the league system last time because it hadn't been officially announced yet. Uh, I, can't, I remember. can't remember. I wasn't here for the last one. And I can't remember. I was here, and I can't remember. So uh, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> like that should that shouldn't be let's hard. Get, let's give let's give a recap. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, long story short, next year, if you're playing in men's league three or men's league four, good luck getting promotion because nothing's happening. Is essentially what's happened happening there. Uh, men's league two and downwards will be um, sort of. Uh, segregated into northern a northern league and a southern league, and depending on uh, whether or not uh, there are enough teams in that region, there will either be multiple tiers per north and south. Um, I assume that will also be graded and ranked on how you finish the season. So if you're in League Two, you finish near the top, you'll definitely be in the North League or South League One. But if you're at like the bottom of League Four, then you might be in North or South League Two, for example. Um, oh, you mean tiered for the north and south? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. depending on how it splits out and how many new teams we get, right? So that's what's happening from that, from what I understand. Um, this is just for the men's only. For the women's, if there is a women's league two that are formed, it will be forming at a centralised location outside of St George's Park. So St George's Park will only host men's and women's Super League and men's and women's League One. Um and also, this will then cause that in men's league one, if you finish sixth or lower, no seventh or lower, you are automatically getting relegated. I think was what I read. If I some of the, um, I I can't lie, right? I think how they're doing it is really dumb. <laughs> I, oh, I like sixty sixty percent of the league can, is probably going to change at the moment. Is based on the how they're currently setting up the system. You should not be changing that much of a league every season. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one because the counter argument is if you're in North or South League Two, and there's ten leagues and uh, ten teams in that league, then only one team is getting promoted. If you've got North and South, because then you'd have two dem- two demoted from there's League One. So many teams that are just going to get one season in St George's Park, then have to wait two years before you can come back. Yeah, that 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 is going to happen. Like I can almost guarantee that. But I, I, I don't really know I, what can I, be done. I know I know people have brought it forward that they should do like the playoff system, and I I think that's the closest affair you're going to get. I like maybe may, may, maybe I've. Mind. I've just watched it in other league systems and how crap it can end up being. Um, I I know, but I think it's more fair than making them wait an entire year 
because uh, there's going to be really good teams that get sent down, batter the league, and then come back up. Yeah, I mean, like, I just, what, I just don't think, I just don't think it's a really good way of balancing out the leagues. In an ideal situation, I'd say leave it as it is, but make leagues men's league one like a fourteen team league. I if they increase how many people are in the leagues, that's a very different story. Yeah, but with only ten, with four getting yeah. demoted and two yeah. getting promoted. Yeah, it, it gets a bit rough, but yeah, I don't know. It's a hard situation regardless because, you know, so this, oh, and the other side of it is, is, and this is probably more important for the women's side, is uh, we're going to six league meets at St. George's Park instead of the nine that we currently have, which means there'll be three matches per team per league meet. So realistically, they, they're not going to be short matches. They're going to still be half an hour matches. Um, How many matches... Are played in so there's what eighteen matches, and currently there's nine meets, so two matches a meet. Whereas no, counts. sorry, sorry, I meant in the one single day at St George's Park. How many matches are in a day currently? What's that? Is there 15, fifteen currently? Yeah, fifteen. And how many would that? So that would actually mean more matches in a single day, right? I don't know. I was trying to work this out because. And this is where I haven't done math in a long time. So maybe on, on, <laughs> on podcast, you can help me figure my maths out, right? But like, there will be, if we're going from nine league meets to six league meets, that's 15 matches per league. We need to squish into six league meets, right? I think so. Because there's five matches a day currently. Mm. So there's meet seven, meet eight, and meet nine. That's three meets. Three times five is fifteen. Distribute those fifteen over six league meets. My head says that means that you can't divide fifteen by six unless I'm being an idiot. No. <laughs> so that means some days you'll have more matches and some days you'll have less. I, I reckon I reckon they'll do a rotation of which yeah. league has the extra more match play. Yeah, if that if that's how it works. But then the other side of it is is you've got six ma- six six uh that means you won't always that means you surely you won't always have three matches to play well yeah but then you look at the other side of the maths right this is like this is the fallacy i have in my head right is you've got six meets and 18 matches to distribute over six meets which means there's on average you play three matches per meet so per team you're playing three matches per meet but like the overall structure i don't know how you distribute these that's fifteen. A, that's matches. a really good point. You know, you know what I mean. Like, I can't quite yeah, work yeah, yeah. out. Like, unless my maths, I'm doing it wrong. And please, someone correct me. And I know someone will. But please, please <laughs> let me know. Like, Bevers. Yeah, Bevers, where you at? <laughs> um, yeah, I can't quite work out how that's going to get distributed. Because um, yeah, at the moment... it, I, I imagine we've probably missed something here. But um, well, that there's there's what a long week at work does. Yeah, it's like what so there's we, nine nine times five at the moment, which is forty five matches, right? So forty five matches divided by six, which is divisible by six, I think. Okay, Google. Well, tech. What's forty five divided by tech, six? No, no, you, we've missed yeah, it. We've missed it. It's over two courts. It's over two courts. Ah, there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's double that. So it's ninety matches rather than forty five. Yes. And that would explain it. So it would be 30 matches over six minutes yeah. rather than 15. And then yeah, you can yeah, distribute yeah. it. 
There we go. There you go. I knew there was something obvious. But all the way, all the time we were talking through that, someone was going, they forgot there's two chords, they forgot there's two chords. Fucking, fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, man. These are the people we've got talking about dodgeball on our behalf. Fuck me. Oh, man. So, uh, RIP. But um, anyway, other than that, um, the Pisa Open is happening soon. Uh, as of yet, it hasn't happened. So I think there are a few, few teams going. I, I don't know, don't know who, but I think there's a few teams. And there's an Edinburgh Open that's now been. Uh, oh, that's cool! I didn't hear about that. Uh, yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping to go to that one. Um, Edinburgh is one of my favorite places in the world. Lovely, lovely place. Yeah, I do I do like it there. Um, but yeah, in terms of that's off my, the top of my, my head, head to dodgeball, dodgeball news. That's all I can think. Oh, and. Dodge Central streams. I as it's the only reason why I'm here and able to talk about dodgeball. <laughs> Without I appreciate I appreciate you, especially as like because I'm injured and I won't be there for the the rest of the meets. Um, that is how I'm going to get my dodgeball fix for the rest of the season. On top of uh, Matt Wheel firing stuff onto the base dodgeball site, Darby have been really good at throwing stuff on there. And I've yeah. been picking up bits and pieces elsewhere whenever I can as well. You're doing so, a better job uh, than I am, and I, I was there and I was refing and I was playing. So <laughs> I don't. I like uh, probably a conversation for uh, another day. But I, I find whenever I used to ref, I could not take in the like tacticalness of matches as well as because I'm obviously focused so much on like the balls rather than the players and how they're reacting to stuff like that. I never really could take in the tactical side of things. And that's my yeah. favorite thing about watching dodgeball. Yeah. Why so stop refereeing? So. Fair enough. I mean, I would say keep refereeing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, I think it is a challenge, but I you know, I, I I quite enjoy it and I was refereeing men's league three last time, so um oh, that's good. A, like a little bit more chill. It's good. It's a good job and stuff like that. I just yeah. I enjoy watching for like the tactical side of things, like how teams play and stuff like that. Yeah, I never. I could just never really take it in. So <laughs> I was just like, you know what? For me, not worth it. For other people, do it. Sign yeah. up, volunteer. That's why. That's why I prefer 100%. to volunteer for the uh, the commentary. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair enough. Hundred percent need more people getting involved. Um, and there's two hundred and fifty of you listening to this on YouTube on average. So. If there's 250 listen to this, you know we know you care enough about dodgeball to be listening to a freaking podcast about it. You know, as sad as that may be, but get involved. <laughs> get involved. Like, not to diss our own listeners. <laughs> listen, they just want to listen to me. They just want to listen to my voice and oh. see my pretty face. That's all. That's all. Wow, well, that's what. That's why I started the podcast. It's more excuse to see you. Oh, stop it, you little stop it. Anyway, let's go on to some dodgeball, eh? Let's do it. Women's Super, Women's League. Super League. What a day. I think there was three draws. Some, no, some draws. very fucking interesting matches, I'd say. Yeah, that Jesus. <laughs> Telling me. Tell you had a big, massive stinker was uh, Bedford Rangers. Yeah, yeah. For, considering how close the results are, they walked away really disappointed. Mm. Really yeah. disappointed. And that is... That has really opened up the uh, the relegation battle massively. It yeah, it's made it closer. It's dragged more people into it. Then. Yeah, especially fair play to Raptors. Um, I watched 
Um, I watched some of their game against um, Queens, and they've they've actually become a really good like team unit. It used to at the start of the season, it was very much individual players relied on individual players, whereas now they they've really got a a good unison with them. Um, and the backup play for each other has been immense, and I've seen a lot more kind of. Um, like hyping each other up on court and like celebrating the small stuff. I was like, it, there's so many teams where whenever you see them doing stuff like that, it makes such a difference. I think Raptors have really come into their own, um, which is very unfortunate for the Queens um, on the day. Um, and I can I can imagine that game against Sheriffs was a good one to watch as well, and um, that I have got round to. But yeah, just I th- like results all around the table. Like looking at Derby Storm fantastic game of dodgeball that was great um r- really worthwhile checking it out um i was i was really shocked because um i don't know if you watched it um the derby storm game but yeah i watched it. actually watching it i really felt like derby and control the entire game but you think you just look at the scoreboard and you're like it's only like a set in it and, and pretty much every for the entire game like storm were just keeping themselves in there and scraping it through um i can't remember who was playing right wing for storm rachel potter was there once in a while and there was somebody else and i thought they were fantastic the entire game they were really putting the pressure on um darby um the the throw in um from them especially the team throws from storm um on the right hand side were absolutely spot on for the majority of the game um oh i can't i can't remember the name of who fled honestly i'm I'm awful with names and i do apologize i'm usually better but my brain's having an absolute fart right now um but the left winger from storm was very good at surviving um the pressure from brie especially trying to do kind of semi cross-court shots um and that that also made a big massive difference um but i just actually watching the game i just felt already were in control but they never really were I, I i can't explain it it was really interesting to watch don't know what you thought yeah i i i really enjoyed the game and i was really interested to see from a storm perspective but i think there there are very much two storylines to cover in this game one is is how well storm performed um in comparison to you know some of their other performances as of late and i think oh, this is the most unified or like most storm playing as a unit i've seen them play um and the, the reason i say that is like the the energy on the team just seemed like really good and I agree. one thing that I, I i it must have been intentional but it worked really well as a tactic is they were rotating their winger like every couple of throws every couple of phases right yeah, so I, I i noticed it on the right hand side and I yeah they, but they were doing it on both sides right it wasn't always yeah. the same caller they were keeping each other fresh they were you know keeping each other alive and it meant that the wingers on derby were facing a new person pretty much every phase so trying to like keep the like the, the tactics of who you're targeting or what you're trying to look for was actually quite difficult i think that probably disrupted uh what derby were trying to do potentially um, I'm not 100% sure, but it, it was a really interesting way and of like managing it. And from my perspective, I think it like added like that extra, you know, that extra sort of it got everyone involved in the game for Storm, and it meant that everyone had a role to play, which yeah, meant that everyone that wanted to get involved, and that really helped, you know, keep the energy high. 
it also it also meant that whenever they went like if one of their players went out on storm somebody was fresh and ready to come in um and it, it worked really well but i do want to give a shout out on darby too i thought kez had a really good game i thought she was probably the the shining star and it like she outperformed everybody else on on her side of the squad i felt anyway um everybody else I, th I thought they had a good game but i felt like it wasn't as clinical as they usually are in terms of hit percentage especially um and i thought storm were really good at the clutch the clutch catches that is actually really difficult to say i don't say that that often <laughs> but uh it was especially i think it was the third set for storm um where it was there were four two down and somebody pulled off a ridiculously good catch um plucking it from the side and it you just felt something turned in the squad and it's again it's it, it's like i was talking with with stafford it's whenever you hype up the the little moments like that that just turn a team around and they've really built on it and built on it and just kept clawing and i haven't seen that from storm in many other games that i've watched this season um, usually, like, um, you know, if they win a set and then lose the next one, the heads drop a bit and they kind of let things slip and the game gets away from them. Whereas I, can't, I, I just felt a bit of fight back um, throughout the entire game. It was, it was really, really good to watch. Yeah, and I think the Derby side of it, it's, it's interesting because that's four draws for Derby now. Um, Incredible, isn't it? They, they haven't lost yet, but they've got four draws. And I think they've, like, dipped off. They're still not lost. They're still not lost, but they've got four That's fucking madness. draws. Um, and like, I feel like they've just dipped off a little bit. Um, it's funny because I think we said that, or at least Zoe was saying that at the beginning of the season, that um, you know Derby last year started off really hot and then sort of trailed off towards the end and people gained on them. It's kind of happening the same here. Um, and I felt like when watching Derby, there was nothing specifically wrong with their ability or anything like that but i feel like when they were hyping each other up they were getting like, really hyped to enjoy it like enjoy dodgeball whereas like when storm were getting really hyped it was like they were buzzing about playing like that match and what was going on like they became more energetic and more focused and i think yeah derby were just like getting more into like oh yes that was a really good play or whatever and just getting really hyped and maybe getting hyped in slightly the wrong way in terms of like then wanting to try and prove it themselves and there's a bit more individual play that was happening um which doesn't play to derby's strengths because derby are a really good well-drilled team um, and and their their accuracy when they get going and their catching as well can be really insane but if they if individuals start trying to shoulder the burden too much then they put themselves in bad situations you made a really good point there which i was meant to point out earlier on in that in the early sets, um, Storm were throwing a lot of singles and were getting punished for it. Whenever they decided to switch up their play and threw a lot more team throws, that's whenever they started bidding off. Um, and the other thing was there was great calling because they were, they were targeting very well. Anybody that was getting any momentum on the tar Derby side, they were bidding them off with two. And I think once or twice they threw three balls as well. Um, at specific target targets, and we're really trying to bait the extra balls out of Derby. Um, I, I felt like that really made a massive difference um, throughout the game, which has to be uh, credited. Yeah, especially in the, the early sets, I felt like um, 
and I, I don't know if this if this was an intentional strategy that Derby had going into it. Knowing them, I feel like it probably was, but they were pre-throwing everything in the first few sets. And it just meant yeah. that they had no ball possession. Yeah. Which really like costed them, especially when they were, you know, getting down in players or, or you know, those kind of scenarios. Because they just had they had no ability to fight back because they didn't have any balls to fight back with, which um, you know, normally if they if they played for possession or they were doing counters, you you'd be able to bait the balls and still stay in it and have those two balls to counter again if you release one. But because they were pre throwing, Storm were like, right, we'll release one, it'll be relatively safe. Sometimes there were some sick catches by Derby, but you know, it'd be relatively safe and it's just like, right, we've got three balls, let's go again, you know? Um and it, like Storm in three minutes Storm can pick you off like that. And you only oh, yeah. need to win by one person to win a set, so um, but yeah, really good game. Like, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, really, really interesting match. I feel like we should probably talk about our match to catch from that, which was the uh, Spartans Beagles game. I haven't actually got around to watching this yet, so you're you're gonna have to leave me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna go really well. Um, yeah, I, I haven't watched it either. For a, for a match to catch, it's big. You know, pretty rubbish that neither of us watched it. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I so from what I remember, um, Beagles were playing really well. Um, they were catching. They were uh, their, their pre-throws and counters were really on point, um, and they were just dodging everything. And it did look like Beagles were playing in form compared to Spartans. Um, so I think it might have been a com- combination of um, you know Eagles playing better than than probably expected uh, or better than we've seen them this season, uh, and then Spartans maybe just not being as clinical as they've been before a little off kilter probably just i don't know maybe it's the case of they're all quite match day players and they haven't played at least as a team matches together i know a few of them been playing mixed but um you know as a as a team being on court playing women's dodgeball um it's yeah it's slightly different and i think maybe they just they just needed to like get going again um and that might have been there been an issue for them i don't i don't really yeah i'm know. i'm Whenever they played last time, Spartans came away winning 13-9, something like that. It was two-set win. Um, and it was the, the comeback from, I think Beagles were like four or five sets up and they had to turn it around. It's that real clash, clash of style, right, where Spartans play really aggressive, like looking for opportunities um, style of play, whereas Beagles are this more controlled, seek the opportunities like just stay alive pluck the catches whenever they come and bin off players as as the time comes so i'm really interested to see whenever i watch it back um whether it was this big comeback or whether it was um uh back and forth battle it it just looked like a really interesting game and i do wish i got i got around to watch it beforehand because i think that we we correctly chosen our match to catch this time around i think yeah, yeah, I think it was it was a good one. Um, I don't think from memory like what what I was able to catch because I was refereeing on the court next to it. Um, like from what I was able to see at the, at the half times and stuff was like Bedford really had the energy. Like they were really going for it. They weren't being as conservative or anything like that. They were really taking their opportunities and being aggressive about it. Really confident about it. Um, whereas I think. Yeah, like I said, Spartans maybe just little 
you know, a little laggy after after a long break. But I... just just to finish off. Unless there's anything else you want to say, I was going to say finish. Off I was, this I, was just, I was just going to say I was I was having a cheeky look on the side, um, and <coughs> Spartans were eleven five up. Ah yeah okay, yeah. So uh, it was it, it was the other way around where Beagles came back to to clutch a draw rather than um, vice versa compared yeah, to the first impressive. meet round. Impressive, very impressive. But yeah, the only the only other thing I wanted to comment on is I mean we said Rangers had a rough one, Valkyries had a real tough day. Yeah, yeah, they have really not like. Surely they're out of the running for a top three spot now. Yeah, it's become. I'm, a I'm not even sure it's. I'm not even sure it's mathematically possible for them to be in it. Uh, well, well, you know what? Shall we? Shall we have a look? Let's have a cheeky look. Let's have, let's have a look. Cheeky monkey. So, Wee. yeah, they're what? Uh, five points adrift with. That's six points. If if Bedford lose everything, and Valkyries win everything, oh, they could can't. could sneak into the medals. But I think realistically, now they're out. They're out of it. That's happening. I think. Yeah, I think it's it's a foregone conclusion, to be honest. And looking at the the score, like the scored four sets as well, like it's probably fair that they're out of the running. Like yeah. Spartans, Phantoms. Uh, Beagles have all uh, dominated quite heavily in a lot of their games, um, so I think it's fair that uh, they're the three that are in the running for the for the gold medal. Once again, probably going to end up going to the final day about who's going to who's going to take home the gold. I think so. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how it, you know how everything falls out because I I still can't believe like Derby are undefeated and they're second. On points difference because they've got four, four draws, and it's not even like first place has got two losses or whatever. It's like <laughs> they've got two draws as well and one loss. Like, man, what is this league? Um, so many, so many draws. But like, yeah. do you know what's actually meant to look at the table now? Is that five teams are pretty much in the running for relegation at the moment? Yeah, storm through to, to Raptors really. Storm, Queens, Bedford, Storm Two, Raptors, like that's a that's a tight tight group. Like Storm yeah. on ten, Queens on nine, Bedford eight, Storm two, six, Raptors six, and I think Queens play Storm Two final game of this season as well, I believe. If memory serves. I might have got this wrong. Not a clue, mate. Not a clue right now. Where where am I? Where am I? But yeah, that Rangers having a bad day in in the context of how bad a day it was, they lost to last place and they lost to someone that they're Seven. in the fight for. Well, they were eighth at the time. Yeah, they they were ahead of them. Yeah. So like they they lost to two really important people they needed to get wins over, um, and that's that's really tough for the team to take. Um, from my understanding of like what happened, it was just they. Nothing seemed to go right for them on the day. Um, just, just a bit of a, you know, just a tough day at the office. It, it happens at times, you know. You just are off form, not, not great. And I think Rangers were like that when they came back at the beginning of the season. And it's always interesting when we have this like mid-season break. What happens when people come back, and how yeah. different different people are affected. It's going to be really interesting next season because we might not have the mid-season break with them all it's being after be, Christmas. It's just going to be big breaks between each. Each, yeah, uh, 
each meet probably. Yeah, so you know, trying to find some consistency in form will be interesting. But um... the other thing I want to point out is how how big that loss for Queen Bees um, against Raptors against Raptors. If they had won that, they were they were safe, all but guaranteed safe. Like that is actually a huge. Yeah huge loss and that really keeps them in that battle because yeah i was i was right that their, la- their last game of the season's against storm two and if storm two can clutch a win somewhere and they've got it in them like yeah they've g- they've given teams like some difficult um fixtures over the season um so if they can clutch a win and go into the match against queen bees within two points it could be it could be a bit spicy you know yeah, the Sheriffs have done just enough to give themselves safety, but they are bang mid-table now with with Valkyries. Uh, they're, they're on seven wins, seven losses, 14 points, and Valkyries with three points ahead on eight wins and five losses and a draw. And then, yeah, all to play for at the top with uh, Spartans and Phantoms drawing on 24 points and uh, Bedford Mighty Eagles on 22. Can you imagine if, if Eagles once again come from behind and clutch, clutch the league? I mean, absolutely nuts. And you know what's you know what's mad is that if that happens, that'll be if, especially at Spart- Spartans and Derby play each other um, yeah. before the end of the season. Um, oh. that could be the match that decides everything. Because if that's a draw, that brings Beagles really into the game. Yeah, man, it's nuts. Flipping love how the season goes and, and dodgeball. Anyway, on to fixtures for <clears throat> week Next eight. Week. So the Sunday afternoon session. What games take you fancy? I bet I bet for Raptors games become spicy now. Yeah, it has to be fair, yeah. That's, there's only two points between them. That that becomes really spicy. That's very interesting. That Derby Spartans game, the Derby Spartans. That is going to be. I think. I think that any result that decides the league. Yeah. I think. I think if that's a draw, I I reckon Beagles turn around. Yeah. If it's a draw, it screws both of them over. One of them needs to win. Even if even if Derby win it, because in the last in the last meet, Derby played Beagles. So if Dar- yeah. if Darby win that and Beagles can swing it around, that could that could also make it interesting as well. Yeah, man, it makes it oh, interesting. so many like, so many even, outcomes. Even if Darby win, the problem is is they have terrible set difference because of all their draws. It's yeah, because like I mean, better my Eagles have better set give them credit. They're still they're still really high up there in terms of the. Yeah, they've got like ninety eight or something like that. But Bedford my Eagles are higher set difference than them, and they're. They've lost more games, like. Yeah, yeah but if they beat if if Derby beats Spartans and obviously Spartans set difference comes down and theirs goes up. So yeah, but Bedford's kind of even out. Like Bedford. Oh, Bed- were... Bedford is a far bit ahead. Than fair, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So it'd be an interesting one how that, that one pans out. Um, I also think another interesting game will be Rangers Storm One, because. Set, let let's say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, Rangers Stafford gets gets interesting. Rangers really need to try and pull something out against Storm 1 who are also kind of in that relegation battle too um, depending on what happens and if Storm don't get that win that's that's a really tough position to be in for Storm because I don't think they're going to beat Bedford earlier 
in the day. I think Storm Storm need to win that to to confirm um, Super Safety. League next yeah. year. Could you imagine both Storms go down in one season? Oh, kind of. I kind of want to see it. Can't I? <laughs> You, you'd still have That's the your... issue of having to do first and seconds in the one league. Man, yeah, I'd horrible. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. that's your. I don't, opinion, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think it will happen. I don't think it will. It would be. It would. Be I really. Happen. I don't want Rangers to go down either. You know. Who do I you don't... want to go down? God, say well, it. Say well, it. Storm, Storm two because they're a second team in the Super League. Yeah, um, you do. He does have a hatred for it. That's not the personal against Storm. He's no, really nothing sort of just don't like the seconds in the Super League. Um, no, it's just seconds in the Super League. Any other league, don't give a shit. Just Super Leagues. No seconds. <laughs> no seconds. Um, but you know what? I'd just say, like, screw it for this year. Can we just have, like, one one team relegated? Because I like I honestly think Super League is in such an interesting position right now. And with Raptors growing, if they manage to stay up for another season, I think they're going to be really like a real team to mess with next year um you know they have, they have to keep their squads yeah but like they you know then i reckon they'll be pushing for, for i reckon they'll be pushing for mid-table like yeah, mid-table is a relegation battle at the moment. yeah no, no, but, you know, but yeah but like they're they're late to the party of being in the mid-table at the moment because they have such a slow start I'd, I'd, I'd agree yeah and i think from I'd... the off next season it will be a dogfight if 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 I don't I don't know if you've got to you've got to remember that their one of their wins was against the Queens team that were that had lost a load of people and were basically rejigging itself completely. Another one is against the Queens side that again is is still kind of regrouping. They've got some like really big wins. Um, and to be honest, it probably should have given Raptors a better game. Than I don't think did. no, they lost to have they lost they lost to be the second time because they they Storm and Raptors have beaten each other. They've no, beaten Raptor, Raptors. Raptors have done the double on Queens. Queen, Queen, Queen. Storm... Literally, we literally we literally looked at the seconds ago, mate. <laughs> yeah, we know we looked at what we looked at one. Queens, they've only got Queens, they've only got Queens, three wins. Queens beat Rangers and lost to Raptors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so wow, Raptors okay. have done the double. So Raptors have done the double over Queens. Queens. I can't remember who they. Oh no! So Raptors yeah. didn't play Rangers. It was Storm that beat Rangers, wasn't it? Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Then Raptors Storm, beat Storm, 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 Storm Rangers. Yeah. Storm too. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah, Apologies, yeah, yeah, audio yeah. listeners, screaming at us that we're getting it wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Two dudes chatting with a microphone. Okay, chill. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. It could be, it could be it could be interesting. It's super. So like I I think I think Raptors have gotten a lot better, but I don't know I don't know if mid table fight is where they'll be next season unless they bring in somebody massive next yeah, season. It, well, it also depends on who comes up, you know. Yes, yeah, that's the other thing. Speaking of which, <laughs> oh wait, no, we've got to go on to predictions yet. Match the catch. Ah, there we get ahead of myself. Well, yeah, let's go on to that. Um, Match catch is Spartans versus Derby. Who would have thunk it? Um, oh man, this is really hard because based after how Spartans absolutely threw away that game against. Yeah, Eagles. knowing knowing that now has really made me. But also wish. knowing how good Derby are, just like clutching a draw, man. Like <laughs> it, 
do you, do you get the Darby that is, has played? Like, are you getting peak Darby? Are you getting the Darby that turned up against Storm? Yeah, exactly. Because I think if it's the one that turned up against Storm and they're and although they're playing like they're making the right decisions, they're not as clinical. Spartans will punish them massively. Do me proud, Darby. Do me proud, Darby. Do me proud, Darby. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Spartans then, because screw you, Nick. No, I, I, I genuinely think Spartans will take this. I think it'll be a tight affair, though. Yeah, I... I do genuinely, I do genuinely believe that it's not just me trying to get more points on the on the board. I do genuinely believe <laughs> that Derby Derby can and will win this. I just, I don't think they're the team that will accept the performance of how they've been doing lately, and knowing how they, you know, they regroup over summer and stuff like that, and they do really well at the beginning of the season. I think this is another opportunity for them to get their heads down and sort it out before the end of the season yeah, and this is a really big game for them to do that they're all, they're all beaten for a reason but I don't know I just that that watching that game against Storm really didn't fill me with confidence for how the season's going to finish up right, they, drew to, they drew to a B team that was struggling as well you know so they, that's, they've that's had a mean, really like, mixed season it's so weird they're so Spartans man like they've got a loss and two draws as well yeah, but one of the draws is against a Beagle side that could that has the experience. They drew to Beagles and they drew to Derby and they lost to Derby, who have undefeated this season. Who did they lose to? Was it was it was it Beagles the first time? Was it no the beat, the beat beat the beat Beagles of yeah. Valkyries? Yeah, I think yeah. it was Valkyries. Yeah, well they are a wild card. So yeah, but I don't know. Could be an interesting one. Bevers for our audio listeners. Bevers is saying there is a forty-two percent win. Uh, chance for Spartans. And that is. I, I, I still don't know what the percentages mean. I just know that Spartans are more likely to win whatever. If you've got a bigger. I think it is, and Bevis is going to be rolling in, in pain <laughs> with how bad I'm explaining this, but my gut feeling is, is essentially all the percentages add up to 100%, and whoever has the highest percentage is the most likely outcome. Right, so there's a draw percentage, a win percentage, and a lose percentage, which is why you can get less than fifty percent and still win. I could be wrong, but I think that's Don't how it works. Maths. Maths statistics. My head hurts. It's do, too late in the evening for this. Do it's maths, kids. PM. It's good. It's good for you. <laughs> do maths, kids. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, what are we? What are we moving on to next, my dear friend? Oh uh, well. We are moving on to when I can get my act together. Some things will never happen, so, no yeah. matter how much you want yeah, to. No. What I really need is someone like off camera just sorting it out for us. You know what I mean? To be the producer. <laughs> yeah, one of those things. That'd be nice to have, wouldn't it? Oh, could you imagine if a producer? That'd be sick. <laughs> I'd never be able to like give up the control like that, but like it would be so helpful. <laughs> anyway. Women's League one. Let's let's talk about this. Um, you won't let me chat my shit. <laughs> I think you chat shit the whole time, man. Um, I one th- one thing that honestly like blew my mind when I was writing out the scores for this is there were four matches that finished seventeen uh, fifteen seven. 
Oh shit, yeah. Two of them happened the Oh no, never mind. Two yeah. happened at the same time. I don't know, wait, no, sorry. Yeah, that's not hard man, lads. But like yeah, we had three matches in a row that finished fifteen seven, which I just thought was quite funny. Um is, I like it. It's statistic. You yeah. should have swapped you should have swapped the teams around to make it a CM line. <laughs> yeah, just just for the lols, just for the lols. It was like that, uh it was like the very first league meet where there was like a bunch of matches that finished sixteen eight or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, oh, Nick, what what stand, what stands out in the results for you? So I mean, we'll get on to Wessex White Tigers in a bit because I'll be I'll actually no, we'll we'll cover it now. Wessex didn't turn up, they did not play that very well. It is an interesting scenario with them because uh, obviously Lawrence left. Um, so someone who's a very aggressive winger, someone who would probably throw that ball away, um, but also get a pretty decent percentage of hits with it and really gave them that um, you know clinical edge on counters uh, was missing. But it does mean that Wessex are a bit more unified in their play style. They're very much more a catchy team, a dodgy team, and you know can group do the group throws. Um, and West, uh, White Tigers, they uh, are just going to throw hard at you and you've got to deal with it. And meanwhile, they'll be able to, you know, dodge pretty well. They're a hard team to deal with. You know, Leeds found this out and they were still gelling as a bit of a team at the time and sort of had a meltdown and couldn't deal with it. Wessex were arguably doing the same thing um, with, a, with a team change or a slight bit of a team change. Um, and it just, you know, White Tigers can capitalise that on that, which is really interesting. Um, I personally think the more interesting game is how White Tigers beat Hartlepool earlier, 17-5. Because if I remember correctly, Hartlepool beat White Tigers the first time round. Um, so, because White, White Tigers have lost to two teams, and that is Wessex and Hartlepool. They've beaten us uh, at Leeds... Um, and then they've beaten Wessex a second time round, and they haven't played Leeds a second time round. So um, their only two losses are Wessex and Hartlepool, which yeah, is really yeah. interesting because they really did, you know, the good good result, 17-5 over Hartlepool. Um, shows how much they've grown over the season. Uh, they've even lost a player to uh, Valkyries as well. So they're still going from strength to strength. Um, really makes the end of the season interesting in terms of where all the teams are. Uh, for that one, I mean, it's it's definitely it's similar to to Super League, right? We've got three teams that are comfortably dominating over the rest. Um, there's no shame in losing to that White Tigers team, like as as Leeds find out um, earlier on the season. Like they're they're a good squad, and they're very. Everybody's kind of had this whole. Lead, it's Leeds versus Wessex, but heart like. To give White Tigers credit, they've literally won every every other game that mm-hmm. they've played in, like, and deserve a lot more credit than personally I've given them anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you. I know you've kind of been hyping them up for a whack this season. I think uh, it's 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 a difficult I, one for I, them I, because I, they lost to Hartlepool so early on. Like it was the second league meet they yeah, lost to Hartlepool. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of like just kind of made me take my eye off them for for a whack of the season, but. Yeah, they they definitely deserve to be there, and the, the, if all they have to do is just keep on winning, and they could be could be in a shot with coming out on top, you know. Yeah, um, I'm sure Wessex will be backing them to win every game possible now at this stage as well. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know who who's most likely to drop points either. Like, obviously, I need to take Well, so Leeds points. still have to play White Tigers and Wessex. Played both? Yeah. Whoa. I didn't realise that and played White Tigers. Yeah, so they're playing Wessex next and they play White Tigers, the penultimate game of the season. What well, Leeds have a really hard run into the end of the season, right? The four teams they've got left, like they've got Honeybees, they've got Wessex, they've got White Tigers, and they have Spartans too. Which last time, right, in the finals, yeah. in the final set against, um, I say final set, in the less than three minute set against Spartans, Leeds were up by, no, they were drawing and they were winning the set. The Spartans stepped off court to make a one-minute set, which meant that Spartans could draw the match against Leeds. Leeds ended up winning, so they got two, a two-set win. But, like, that's the nail-biting kind of edge they're going to have to go with. And for those who didn't know, Lauren's moved from Wessex to Spartans. So that edge she gives to Wessex, she, she, you know, she's helping out with Spartans now. And it's going to be interesting because I think that, that play style very much suits Spartans. They have those really counter-attacking players there. Um, you know, Liv's really good at it as well. Um, and they have some really, really potent catches. Um, so it's, uh, they are going to be a really tough team. And it, like, just to, just to ignore Leeds for, for a second and, and this whole top, top of the table battle, I'll be remiss if I don't mention the absolute craziness happening in the mid table. Because we got Phantoms 2, who drew to Wessex last league meet, losing to Crocs. Crocs losing quite heavily to Spartans 2. Spartans 2 losing to Nighthawks. And Nighthawks losing to Leeds. Like, that sent mid-table is such an absolute, like, carnage that everyone can beat each other. That, like, you know, they, there's no predicting what's going to happen. It is nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Um, and they're all absolutely great games. Like, that Spartans 2 Nighthawks game, I remember watching it. And... This was one of those examples where Nighthawks really stuck to a game plan and actually managed to, like, you know, keep their keep their callers on the court and really go at go at Spartans and play in the methodical way which suited them, and you know, capitalised on Spartans' mistake, which was why they ended up winning in the end. But that was a really good game to watch back, uh, watch back, or you know, watch in person. So. That's my overall rundown of Women's League One for you, for, for those that weren't I, able to watch it. I'll never forget that Nick supports Wessex. Yeah, um, I don't support Leeds at all, which is the club that I'm associated to. <laughs> 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 Definitely not. Um, that's, that. yeah, no bias whatsoever. Um, that meme will never die. Wrong, wrong league. That's the Women's Super League, you silly man. Yeah, silly not to. So, Women's League One. Leeds are now at the top. Get in. Um, you're, no, you're disappointed because Wessex dropped two places. Get it right. Jeez. Yeah, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, really heartbroken. Um, Wessex now down in third. Worst, worst supporter ever. Yeah. No, really that's, it's, a really, it's a really tight run for the top three. Um, and it's a tight run for fourth. <laughs> Yeah, like, mid-table's pretty much, like, done and dusted in terms of who's going to be in there. All of them are pretty much out of relegation. All of them are out of relegation and out of medal contention, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's just a a pride thing between them now. Um, well, I, 
I think it would be really good for... I think Spartans 2 in particular, with how tricky of fixtures they've got coming up, it'd be really interesting to see if they can try and build some momentum, you know, with the signing of uh, Lauren and really coming together as a team um, throughout the season. You know, speaking to some of them, like they're, they're getting a lot more confidence more and more throughout as the season continues. And there's quality, there's enough quality in there that they could be thinking about going for a, a medal spot next season. Um, and ending this season on a high would be really good for them in, in terms of uh, pushing pushing on. It just gives you something like extra to fight for in that manner, I always thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it definitely interesting. But I, I could not tell you now who's going to win no. um, overall. Or who's going to get promoted. There's only two promotion spots and there are three teams that can get it. Get it. Oh, it's it's that's a really tight one. I I think Lauren could be a big loss for Wessex in terms of whenever you need that that extra spark, that extra aggression in your squad. I think they become a bit more one dimensional, but yeah, that's that's that's, that's kind of what I mean. Like, yeah, if if I I think if they're able to control the match early on, brilliant. Like they're they'd be great at seeing about. It's if. If they're like two or three sets down, it's who's going to step up to really drag the team through a difficult period. Um, I'm not sure. Nobody really sticks out in my head in being able to to really clutch that. Um, yep. So I I think it might just be a bit much for Wessex now. But yeah. I could also very much see Leeds um, losing to White Tigers, which might swing the momentum out of their favor like whenever they first played white tigers like that 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 squad fell apart like they just did not turn up for it at all um if white tigers are able to kind of plant that seed of doubt in Leeds' heads you know you never know what could happen yeah it was it was a really interesting you know example of how this could happen because in their game of against nighthawks I think they were seven one up at half time. Oh no, it must be seven three or something like that. You know, they they built a relatively comfortable lead, and I think it was, I think it was like, it got to nine seven, and it I think it finished like fifteen seven or something like that. Like I can't remember what it was the final score, yeah. but like that was, that was Leeds dug themselves a hole in terms of letting Nighthawks come right back into it, and they just they finished off the they finished off the match strong. Which is why the score looks like it is, but that was fully down to like Leeds had a bit of a, a bit of a lazy start to the second half, and Nighthawks fully took advantage on it, like full credit to them on really like pushing Leeds and being like, hey, no, we're in with a shot to win this, uh, win this match, um, and it's whether or not they can do that against White Tiger. Like, it, you know, if you look at the three teams at the top, in my opinion, you've got Wessex, which are a very catch heavy team, and they are trying to bait you into throwing singles to catch. Um, and they are going to then use group throws and try and ping you, you know, ping you using group throws rather than, you know, two balls at a time. They're going to try and play for ball uh, possession to have two balls and, and go for the catches. You've got White Tigers, which are a, probably a run-heavy team and a very uh, heavy-throwing team. They want to hit you out. They're less fussed about catching you. And then you've got Leeds, which is, again, quite a heavy catching team, but also very good at their counters. 
like their their running counters is probably where they get most of their their hits out from. That that's you know that double group throws and things like that are, st- are pretty good. They're not at the level of White Tigers, I don't think. Um, and it just means you've got th- three very different play styles playing each other, and just seeing how, which one's gonna gonna win out is gonna be really interesting. But I you know I I do want to say um, for you know for our listeners, Mavericks on fifteen in fourth, uh, fifteen points. Nighthawks on 14 in 5th, Phantoms 2 on 14 in 2nd, uh, in 6th, and Spartans 2 on 13 in 7th. Um, and the set difference is wild, because Mavericks are still on minus 10 in 4th, with 7 wins and the 6 lose- losses. Like, ugh, like the, 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 the 4 of them are beating each other like crazy. You know, it is such a nutty group to, to watch and play. Like, any of those matches could be match to captures, because they are they're great, genuinely great. But they can't all be, though, can they, Nick? They what is the match to catch? Oh, we've got to go to fixtures and find out what else is going oh, to play. Yeah, about the order. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, that would have been such a great segue. Oh, what did <laughs> leave again? Oh, my days. Oh, was... my God. Oh, my God. Uh, um, here we go. Where's League One? Um, oh, man. Again, some tasty fixtures. Crocs Nighthawks is going to be good because Crocs always put up a fight, and I I think they have a good shot of winning that one. To be perfectly honest, um, Hartlepool again they really really pushed Wessex last time when they played them. Um, Hartlepool Crocs also going to be a fascinating game. Two teams that have a very similar play style, very similar group of players and ability in my opinion. Um, in terms of their talent and how they're how they're gathering it, so that is going to be in terms of like a fan favorite match, that would be a fan favorite match in my my opinion because I do love Harley Paul and Crocs, um, so I definitely say go down and watch that. That'd be a great. White game. Tigers Spartans two game is going to be really good as well. I I reckon. And and Spartans two Derby two as well, based on the fact that Derby two have beaten. Oh yeah. Uh, Drew to Wessex. That's also going to be a great one, and also. Honeybees against Sheriffs 2, bottom of the table. Um, this It really sucks that this league is not going to be streamed and it's on the evening session on a Sunday. Because not many people are going to be stuck around to watch it, but it is going to be a really good set of matches to watch. Nick will be selling tickets. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah, on, I'll, Nick. You you live stream it. Get your I'll, I'll be I'll be a gatekeeper to <laughs> to, to watch it. Uh, nah, it it would be genuinely good. But um, it will be, yeah. yeah, some re- some really good mid table battles there, bottom of the table battles, and top of the table battles. Which uh, yeah, I guess leads us on to our match to catch. The match to catch. Which I think is really it's it's a really surprising one. I'm not drum roll, please. No one saw this one, right? So the home team's Leeds, right? And the the away team, Honeybees. Yes, definitely is the answer. No, it's it's Wessex. Wessex v Leeds. Wessex v Leeds. It ended in a draw last time with a ball mid-flight being whistled dead, stopping Leeds from claiming the win. Who's going to win it this time? Go on, I'll let you go first because you're you're the 
you're the one your two favorite teams in the league playing each other it's like what am i gonna choose like i gotta choose a team uh mate obviously obviously i'm back back in these women like 100 i i think they've got this Dr. Jinx. Here's my here's here's my issue. <laughs> Zoe, you're not here right now, so Carlos is just gonna rip into you. <laughs> it's not a rip it's not a rip in. But I just oh, I think it's a mentality thing with Leeds is that is the, is that killer instinct, is that killer, you know, winning mentality in there um for the the big game. Um because they kind of dipped off the first time around whenever they played. Um, felt they didn't really rise to the occasion. And they lost to White Tigers. And it's just a part of me that thinks that 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 big game mentality just isn't there. So you know what? After all the shit I chatted about Wessex earlier on, I'm going to predict Wessex. Disgusting. I'm, I'm pick, if, if Nick's not going to back his team... I'll back his team for him. Uh, what is interesting is Bev's also backed Wessex. He's got a fifty percent. I'm surprised by that. I can't lie. Well, this is this is the thing is that for those of us that know and watched based on the performance of Wessex, I I personally think Leeds would look favourites going into this, um, based on how they performed. Like they did a they did a really solid performance against. Um, Nighthawks and a really good performance against um, Sheriffs 2 last league meet. It looks like things are starting to click um, for them. But having said that, I know we've been saying like it's a Leeds and a Wessex thing and not really considering White Tigers, but there's a reason that Wessex have been in first place up until now, um, apart from when they drew last time, um, was because they were undefeated. They hadn't lost a single game and you don't get to stay at the top without losing a single game unless you're playing well mm-hmm. and they they are a solid team so like there is a you know stats stats would back Wessex in that sense because they haven't lost yeah. until they they play they played White Tigers recently so yeah, yeah so he, does, he does like Wessex after all I do like Wessex after all you, you know you send they, a gift they, they ain't they ain't no leads though so you know they got the north. Beat, beat them first before you say that, mate. <laughs> I'm confident. I'm fully confident in the team. To, to last show time, my last, time, last, time, last time you said that didn't end up too well, did it? <laughs> I, no, la, I, no. Last time I think I was. I think I betted for Wessex to try and give us good, uh, a good, good juju going into it. <laughs> oh, no, but that. Because that that was that was before the Leeds White Tigers game, right? Uh oh, I can't remember. I think so. I thought yeah. the last time you you picked up Leeds before a big game was against White Tigers, where they got beat. Maybe. And I got threatened for manifesting the <laughs> manifesting the win. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, men's Super League. Uh I'll be real. I haven't watched any of this, apart from I've, one, I've watched, one game. I've watched, a, I've watched a, a, a fair bit of it. I said a fair bit. I think I've watched like three. I, I just I find it so hard to get motivated to watch Men's Super League. Like, You're sorry guys, bonkers. you are bonkers. Like I, I, you know what? 
spoilers for our video listeners, but when we get to the table, you'll notice that after what was supposedly a crazy week of like all these matches and stuff, no changes in the league table whatsoever. No one's moved up. No one's moved down. Everything stays the same. Hold on. There is, that's happened so many times in the leagues that you beg up and you say nothing. No, that's not true. You say it absolutely is. Like what? Like me, women's, I... league, women's League One, that they've moved quite a, uh, quite a lot in the mid table. Crocs, Crocs and uh, Derby have moved around a fair bit. Men's League, men's no, League no, One, no. Men's League you, One, Derby like not, bees have dropped from second to fifth. Go like... to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> just because you have done it against it does not make it a bad I just I, I find I find it dull. Anyway, right, go how on. Could, tell me tell me you... why this was a fantastic day of dodgeball for Men's League Super League. You tell Educate me anybody me. that would have predicted Sports me. Meteor 16 here. Anybody. Tell me that. And then Meteor Storm comes down to one set. Darby Rangers, Dar- Rangers after beating Bays okay, who are above to- them, and then Darby to go. Actually, I, I, are you sure that was twelve ten for the Darby? That's Rangers? what it says. I thought. I thought it was bigger than that. But anyway, Dar- Darby were absolutely battering Rangers for a shit ton of the. You're actually right too. Didn't realize I finished that tight. Um, yeah, there's some really good matches. Like, <laughs> like, I, like okay, you're so- just not. Just because you're not invested in the league does not make the matches less. No, I will. I will say. I think. I think there is like to say my piece is like some of the games are really fascinating. Like I do wish I'd watched the Derby Rangers game. I did watch like about three quarters of the Storm Meteors game because that caught my eye in terms of the result. Like, it's not what I expected at all. Um, and I don't, really interested don't worry, to we're gonna happened. we're gonna get onto the incident. Yeah, there. yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but that like Spartans Meteors, man, like. I just I I said it on the last podcast. I feel like that was preordained, to be honest. Like meteors have had. I th- like, I think look at their set. It, no, no, I, no. I, if, you, if you look at if you look at their set difference, they haven't been that convincing, in, in my opinion, like this season. And Spartans yeah. like Spartans play style. We saw how they played them against them last time. Spartans play style is literally like the antithesis of like of meteors. It works. So well against them. It does mean Meteors, uh, sorry, Spartans are a bit more susceptible to the rest of uh, the rest of the league because the rest of the league play in a way that sort of matches Spartans, and it means that it then comes a case of who can do it better, and that's why Spartans do come close at times. But Spartans versus Meteors is such a clash of styles that it means that you know, and Spartans are just doing it better, and it works well against Meteors. But Meteors are so good they can. You know, white. You know, easily, easily come away with wins. You know, apart from Storm, I think, Storm, I think a big, well. a big reason why this one wasn't as tight is like you could tell Brett was carrying an ankle injury and wasn't nearly as mobile as he usually is. Um, and Spartans binned him off quite easily. Um, compared to compared to previous uh, meetings against each other, which I don't think um, helped at all. I still, um, I still think Spartans were going to win that match. Probably, probably. Um, to be fair, but I I think you're a criminal criminal for trying to say this is a boring league. Absolutely criminal. Look, okay, fine, but like that match itself. No, no, no! Don't I'm don't like, dive in it. It's fine, don't fine, dive in it. You know fine. you've got an agenda with what you're saying, mate. 
I do, I do. I'm not that fussed by this league, but you know, I'm happy to talk about it. I know other people really enjoy it, so you know, we're here to please the masses, not please me. <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> I'm gonna get ripped into this on Sunday. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear what people are gonna say about that. <laughs> Fuck me. Anyway. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, go on. Shall we talk about? Shall we talk about the Meteor Storm game? Um, it was both Tim Day's best and worst performance. <laughs> <laughs> he was honestly, in terms of in terms of like his actual impact in the game, Tim Day was immense. Like he could do no wrong, up until the fact. He got really pissed off at Adam Badley, correctly, as uh, Matt Whale identified. Um, hit Dan Giddings out with a, a dead ball. And then decided, even though the referees were debating it and the Storm players had walked on court, and the Meteor players had walked on court, decided to do a leap of faith and batter Dan Giddings. Um, and to be honest, I thought he got very lucky to only get a penalty set. I, I would have went with at least a yellow, but potentially a red arguably it was very unnecessary could have been seen as aggressive play like that whole situation was fucking bonkers and if you have if you have no idea what i'm talking about um matt wheel on his matt does dodge um youtube channel does a very good video um break breaking down the before and after of the play um it was it was it was actually to be fair from watching the the live stream it was very exciting to watch but the whole thing was fucking bonkers apart from the big uh, discussion afterwards with the refs trying to figure it out and that's always really fun to watch <laughs> well that's same with any sport in it like VAR yeah. and football at this point um no um it was it was just so but i've never seen anything like that happening before and it's so unlike tim as well tim was one of the most like nicest guys you'll meet in dodgeball um just has this moment of, of fuck the refs <laughs> just just storms of court and he's like he's obviously sees like Fowler and you know his brother johnny like lighted up behind dan dan who's like stood off court whenever he gets hit by tim as well and i'm just sitting I, there going like what are you thinking to to, to, to defend the situation from tim's perspective as much as i can and this is just being more devil's advocate than anything is if you if you watch what happened, Matt clearly points out that Tim is chatting to Adam and clearly does not see the like that the ref has pointed to say. No, I I I, I can agree with that. And but however, whenever he's running towards Dan, he can clearly see there's six storm players. No, no, no. I I look, look, again again. I I agree with that. But then Matt's point on Dan was off court. He has his foot on the line. If you're at the back of the court, if you're on Tim's perspective and you've just been told this thing, you're not going to be watching whether or not their foot is on court on line. It's one foot is on the line. He's not clearly stood off court. I, I, I agree with that. But there's six people in front of him. No, I, I again, I get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let me just go through my logic, right? right so continue. from Tim's perspective, he's not seen that the referee, the head referee, has yes, disagreed I with can, Adam's I can, perspective. I can, I can agree with that, yeah. He could, from his perspective, he would also see Dan still on court. Therefore, he would probably go, right, screw it. Let's get this definitely done, over and done with. And I'm just going to finish this because we've won the set anyway, right? That's 
Like, that's the logic I can see, and I can see how you could get to that conclusion of, I'm just going to suicide because it's it gets the set over and done with. I, I, I can see it. From that perspective, I, I I can I can agree up until the fact that as he's running up, he sees all all the storm players there. No way he's thinking to himself, yeah, this set's still going on. There's no, there's no way. Unless he's got pure, unless he's got pure tunnel vision. On I that. don't. No, 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 no. I, I again. And that, but like, look, look, look at the look at the like freeze frame of never him starts running up. Right, you've got Dan with his foot on the line, so like he has no idea that Dan's got his foot on the line. Right. But Dan's got like three, like two players on one side of him and one storm. Oh yeah, the ball him. bounces there's off no Cam as well. Like yeah. it hits, it like, hits there's, no, there's, no, there's no way Tim doesn't realise that. No, no, no. no. I, yeah, this, I, I'm this, not. This isn't still going. I, no way in my head. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying I can see the progression of thought to get to that. Oh no, I yeah, I, right? I I can I can see what I can see why he starts charging up court because like yeah, he, and he's and not, and he's not looked. He and just like grabs the ball is... and then makes a beeline for it, right? Yeah, and but... this is why I'd probably say there isn't there isn't an element of that there isn't or there's a reduced case of uh and this is just my opinion. Um Well this is it. Like, there's a reduced case any of like, it's not like prepared. aggression or it's not like you know, it's not intentionally trying to hit someone. It's not like like Fuck Dan in particular. I don't. I do not see it. I. As bad. I don't see. It, I don't see it as fuck Dan. But I can see what how a referee could go. This is a guy who's acting out from about a referee's decision, and has intentionally gone after that player. It's like it for me. It's like maybe. it's borderline like um, close range and int- intentional headshot kind of. Territory. Yeah, maybe. I, I'd say. Of... I'd say that the bigger issue for me is. Meteor Stein with three players on court. I I was going to get onto this afterwards, actually. Um, Joe, Joe Joe Brown's a cheat here. I I'm gonna I'm gonna call it because he was out for a good thirty seconds before that. I I want I have no idea what the consequences are going to be. I don't has, know. There how, has to be. There, there has, has to, to be something. He, he was if it was like simultaneous play sort of thing i could understand it but he was out for 30 i literally counted it 30 seconds before tim made that hit on on dan gittins yeah i there's no way he thinks he's in no no there's no shadow of a doubt he thinks he's in he's literally he watches that go on he literally watches tim make that hit on dan from the outbox yeah i don't know that that one's criminal. Yeah, and if and, it's a two-on-one situation, it gives that a hell of a better chance. Yeah, than, uh, massively so. And I, I think that that is that has to be looked back. But I, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it will Ab- be. Ab- from, absolutely. Yeah. Like from a from a spectator's perspective, I hope that gets looked at from BD. Um, and I hope yeah, something 100%. happens because you should you should just not be doing that. That's just wrong. That is no, straight I, up. And I, I'd, I'd argue that that is a, a lot worse than what yes, Tim did, in, what my, did. in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. As, as much as you can play devil's advocate, and there's a very slight thing going in favor of Tim, you know, as, as you explained, there's no there's no good explanation as to why Joe Brown should be on court. No, yeah. no explanation. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And I think the, the other thing that I want... I, I, there's nothing that you can be done about it, but something something that should be considered somehow, and I don't think it's in the rules or can be considered that way, but Tim's hit with a dead ball was a headshot on Dan. I know he was back at court, 
Oh, do you mean the do you mean the leap of faith, or do you mean as no, 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 with the dead ball, like it was a headshot, right. and then and then that then Dan gets hit by a leap of faith again. It wasn't on the head or anything. He just gets hit by a ball, and then yeah. he has to play. Then he has to deal with a three ball attack, which I think he gets hit in the head again. Like that again. As far as we can tell, there's nothing wrong with being hit in the head with a dodgeball. Like it's you know it happens. Uh, concussions can happen and stuff like that. We don't think Dan's concussed or anything, but. Just from a case of like intent or like player welfare and stuff like that, you you've put a player in a dangerous situation because of because of what you're doing with the leaper's faith in terms of what's just happened. It's an unnecessary you know, unnecessary unsportsmanlike aggravation, but also especially after a hit, you know, most people would apologize after doing a headshot. I can understand when a game like this why you don't, it's just you know, you, you get on with it. Um, oh, did he not apologise? He didn't apologise after the headshot. I don't know if he realised it was a headshot or not, but he didn't, um, which I thought was a big surprise because I, I know Tim's that. usually that kind of guy that would say sorry for it, uh, unless I missed it. But yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit... It, the whole situation was weird, man. But I've, about... I've, never, I've never seen something as bonkers as that. That was like that was weirder than... I rem- the only other like weird situation I've seen was whenever... like. Um, I think it was like one of the Euros games where Neely went for a, a leap oh, of faith um, and missed, yeah. missed it. And on like on his way back round, like gave a pat in the back to whoever he was throwing at. I think it was like Kelvin or Weisson maybe. And then got yellow carded for like touching a player. That's like the closest to something as bizarre as this ever happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it's just crazy. I would, I'd have hated to referee that, I can't lie, because it, it was just... Yeah, it was so unprecedented. Like, and you, you, I, I, I wouldn't know exactly like the la- like the levels of. Well, yeah, and as as Matt as Matt points out, it's just as Matt points out is you look at the line refs and it's just like the absolute disbelief on literally everyone around. Like, wait, what's just happened? And then on top of that, like you know, <laughs> John C being like, oh, I can see what's going to happen here. Steps back out of the way. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> The one thing that I'm I'm very curious about is so badly watched um, Tim go to the like not go behind the line mm-hmm. like I don't know about you but if I'm line reffing that I'd be like kind of put my hand not just put my hands up I'd be like balls not live or something along those lines I'm I'm curious as to not, it's not it's anything. not on the ref to say that you don't you don't have you don't have to but I, yeah uh, I I think he's not done a, he's not done anything wrong and that's it it's yeah I think that, I think there's a, there's a whole discussion to be had because like. I know in Euros, there was a very big thing at Euros last year about um, carding ball retrievers who gave a player a ball in front of the oh, ball. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, against, it's, against, it's against, in, in Euros rules, it's against um, the rules to hand a ball to somebody ahead of the return line, right? Yeah, which is, which is, which is interesting because, like, for me, it's on the player receiving the ball. To de- to to know that that ball's live, in in my opinion, like they I think, they I are. Think it's, I think it's on the I think it's on the team. Yeah, I think I think if the um, player releases the ball, I think it's on the player. Yes, I, I I would agree with that. Like it's on the ball retriever to also let the player know that they're whether they're ahead of the line or not. But I think it's I think it's wrong to punish them for collecting it ahead of the. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think is is there I, th- I don't know if you know this or not, but I think the reason is so that players cannot like aren't able to like block using balls that aren't actually live kind of thing, kind of scenario. 
don't it's know. It's hard. Uh, I, I believe. I believe that's like what they're trying to deter. Like yeah, the, the reason why rules get added is because there's a situation that could happen if they do X, Y, and Z. I think the situation they're trying to deter from is either cutting players off using a dead ball or being able to block using a dead ball. I think that's why they're not. They're like they're frowned upon. Yeah. Um, collecting the balls ahead of the return line, but I think it's really harsh to properly punish doing it personally. But yeah. Anyway, to actually talk about the game itself, what I found really interesting about it is. Storm looked bloody amazing in that game, in my opinion. They that is one of the most cohesive games of st I've seen Storm play in a while. And like the way that uh, Johnny and Steve were playing together on the wings, and they were cross courting people on pre throws and counters. It was oh, it was it was magnificent. And then how Cam and Dan between the two of them were like just dodging everything. I yeah. think there was a. There was, a, there was a set where Storm were 4-2 up. It goes to 2v2, and it was Dan and Cam versus two Meteors players. And, like, the way that Cam and Dan, like, dealt with the two players, they were dodging everything. Like, the play style of Cam and Dan is very different from the rest of Storm because they're bigger awesome. arms and stuff like that. And it just... They knew how to play with each other, knew how to counter, and it was... Uh, it was really great to see a Storm team really playing together as a unit... I thought it was really good. The other thing in terms of Cam especially, you've done, done it a few times as well. The big difference between Storm and Meteor in a lot of the sets was high up court survival rates from Cam and Dan in particular were incredible compared to um, Joe Brown, Nick Mester, basically anybody in the Meteor squad really. If they were caught up court, usually went out. Whereas Cam was making some ridiculous dodges like face to face mm. with people. And then able, sometimes able to even make a hit after making the dodge. And shit like that makes a massive difference. Like that's, that's why I'm a big advocate for having um, at least one, ideally two kind of small, nimble, agile middle players. Because stuff like that, where they're able to make those, um, make themselves as small as possible, making the big dodges out of the way as well makes such a difference in games like this and that's that's the reason why storm were able to stay in it is because of moments like that make 100%. the world a difference it was it was really interesting to watch if i like, genuinely if you're trying to become a better middle player watching the big moments in that game from cam and dan um or how you you see what you need to do more in situations like that yeah no, definitely and i think um just one other thing as well, I, you know, I didn't really catch the Spartans Meteors game, but I'd be very curious to know if Meteors were on catching form in that Spartans game because they were fishing like crazy at the beginning of that Storm game. Especially for the tombstones, is like I, just, I noticed it, was it not more, needed. It matched, like, like every, I, I get the tombstone is like if you're able to set yourself for it really well, it's a really effective way of catching. Um, but like every time the ball was like super high above them they were like they kept reaching for it every yeah. single time and they were going out for it or well, they like, were or they were planting on their knees at the back of court yeah the catches and it's like look like don't get me wrong meters are a fantastic team and they can oh, make those catches yeah. like that and don't even have to think about it but i feel like if you just play spartans and it's shown it's not your day don't fucking risk it against storm they're not a bad team they're fourth in the league i think like they are a solid team why why risk it why play like that like go go play meteors dodgeball 
which is just health for leather counters and a bit of craziness. Like you didn't need to go for those captures, you can do it, but do it as a spec, like, you know, the off time speciality when your blood's pumping and your adrenaline's high, your reaction time's really high because you're running up and down court like crazy. Whereas like the first couple of sets that they were playing, like they were playing quite far back and only a couple of players were really like high up and, and being aggressive. It was just really weird. One thing I do want to say, and I, I said I'd quote him on this, is in Sam Labs 1v1, right? <laughs> I was watching it from the sideline at the time, and I saw him go for and I was like, oh, Sam's got this. Like, I, back, I backed him to win that, and I thought he's going to win it. And he, and I spoke to him afterwards, he was like, yeah, he definitely could have won it if he'd gone for the throw or whatever. But he said, I wanted to win it on a catch because it's just big dick energy. And I'm like, you know what? I, I rate it. I, I fucking rate it. Like... All to you. If you're gonna do that, like basically what I'm go hearing is it. he's got a tiny PP. That's, that's <laughs> all. You heard it. Heard it here, lads. He, he looked an absolute twat. I can't lie. <laughs> it was so it was funny. Such, it was such a shit way to go. I. <laughs> it was, especially when it was such a winnable set for them as well. But absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. And he hilarious. like you. You would usually um, back him to do at least go for something big in those scenarios and. It made him look really small. <laughs> nah, it was it was it was a good game. But uh, yeah, anything you want to say about the Rangers Derby game while we're here? Um, Derby were ten two up at one stage. Um, to bring it, but yeah, <laughs> I I legit the, the is this Derby or is this Wessex? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking Derby. about here? Um, today's the today's the week of. Uh, Bottle jobs, really. Um, <laughs> we'll get on slightly. Uh, to be fair, to be fair to Derby, um, at least at least they held it. Um, Rangers done really well to get back into it. Um, we know like the players, the players Rangers have like the mentality in them is we will win this set. Like no matter how far they're down, like they could be twenty nil down at half time, and they'll still come back going, we're going to win everything else. Like and that mentality really showed and. Um, props to Derby. We've said this all season. They're a really difficult team to beat. Like they're just the the discipline that they're they're showing on court. The the decision making. The the calling has been really on point. Um, it's been getting better and better. They know how to they know how to break down most teams' play styles. They still kind of struggle um, against certain teams, but um, they're getting better and better and. The, I think they're going to be a really interesting team to watch next season because uh, they're going, they're going, they're going out swinging this this year. They're definitely mm. going out swinging this year for sure. Yeah, then that definitely. No, it would be a, but definitely be an interesting one. And um, good, good job, uh, Rangers on the. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it was in the end, and it got me at the time. But the April Fools of Tamas leaving to storm. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I full on fell for that one. That was great, great, great content. Absolutely love it. Um, oh, you 10 out of 10. Man. I, I am, I am, but I own up to it. It was, that was brilliant. Loved it. Love that. Absolutely love that. <laughs> my king, my king. I, I apologise for the, whatever cut this is going to come out as. Um, Apparently, I updated the entire table, apart from the points. Apart from the points. Um, so actually, this table looks a bit more interesting than I thought, because you've got three I teams gonna, I on 16. Literally, I was literally going to say, if you do not 
big up the mid-table battle the same way you've bigged up all the other mid-table battles we've No, you know, what? <laughs> you know what? I, I fucking am, actually. I'm interested in this mid-table battle now. Um, and I was, I was actually thinking about this before. I'm dead interested in how Storm and Bees do next season because they've got better. Both teams have got better as the season's gone on, I think. Bees started off well, to be fair. But Storm have definitely got better as the season's gone on. And I'm just curious to see like what that will look like next season. Um, because it definitely felt like last year there was like three teams in the fight of Rangers, Meteor, Spartans, and Ra Rangers just couldn't really hang with them in the end. But this this kind of feels the same with Bees. Um, and maybe we just haven't given them as enough credit to, for only being two wins behind. Um, we. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, the table's still wrong because I've not got Meteors as other loss on there. But you've, anyway. also, you've also got one missing for Killers as well. But uh, um, there you go. We, we, we move, we move we on. We move on. We move on. Um, we move on. We move on. Um, no, I know. I know. I, like, I can only speak from a base, base perspective, but I know we're already looking at plans of how we're going to um, work postseason. Um, to to really get the ball rolling into into next year and we've already kind of drafted plans and stuff like that um yes. it's really exciting i'm devastated because i'm currently as i mentioned earlier on i'm currently injured and all i can do now is the is the admin work for for next season which is uh, a part of the reason why we're kind of uh going ahead with it all um yeah. i I can only speak, as I said, I can only speak from a beast thing, that we're, we're really pushing to try and break into that Meteor Spartans. We've always come really close in our matches against them. Our big bogey team this year has been, been Rangers, Meteors and Spartans. We've, and even even then, like, we've we came close against Rangers both of the times, if memory serves. We only lost by two sets this time, um, which is, in a classic B's way, in the big matches, we go down early, and then second half, we, we come out swinging. And do really well. It's just about getting those those early sets in. Um, and if we do that, then you know we're we're battling for for top two. Um, we've we've beaten Spartans at British Champs last year. Um, we drew with Meteors last year. Is it year, the I same though? Like, is it it's, the same? it's the same. It's 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 an open. Is it's it the same? It was a thirty. It was a thirty minute match. Oh, it was a thirty minute. Okay, no one. British, British Champs. British Champs was a full match. Fair enough. Yeah, scrap that. Um, and it's it wasn't wall to wall. Well, it, it was similar. It's like a sm slightly smaller version of um, St George's Park, where like the walls a bit closer than it would be um, at SGP, but like it's fairly similar surroundings. Um, so, like it, there there's a lot of potential there, and we'll be doing this sort like a lot of hard work over the summer to make sure that we're fighting ready going into next season. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it pulls off. Um, I, I genuinely think Darby could be, um, jumping up that table as well. Like you're, you're comparing them to storm. I, I, I think there's a lot of potential in that Darby team. Um, and the, the discipline and the, decisiveness that they've got currently if that can step up another gear um, by putting in the sort of hard work that they were putting in pre-season um, this year uh, they could definitely be crawling up that table um, if they're able to give like the likes of Spartans and Meteors um, a tougher game and maybe sneak a point here and there like you, you fly up that table pretty quick 
They already have, haven't they? Because they've beaten... Did they, be, they beat Spartans already this year? I thought it was Storm that beat Spartans. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, oh sorry, I was, I, was talking, I was talking sorry, about Darby, Darby there. Darby, yeah, 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 I was talking about Darby yeah, there. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go. And I also think, like, uh, how Silverbacks will do next year as well will be really interesting. Because um, they've done enough to cling on this year. Yeah. Um, but I'd be really interested to see how they train and be like, all right, okay, we've had our experience. We didn't completely shit the bed, but staying up next year is going to be hell. Um, so how is that? How is that going to go? Um, it's it's about consistency for them because yeah. like we've seen we've seen their game against Meteors like they were they were in that for a very long time. Um, and if they can play at that level like more consistently and for the entire thirty minutes, like that they could take points off a lot of a lot of teams like they're quite a varied squad it's just about getting the the most out of them hmm. um is the interesting bit so you, you never know it could be it could be interesting they have to work seriously hard over yeah. over preseason and really nailing down their identity in terms of style of play yeah um because i think it kind of varies too much and it's quite individual player based um if if one of their players is having a really good day then it, it, it shows but they're not really that great at bigging each other up as a squad um, compared to the likes of your... Because I think that's where every team above them excels in, is that mm. if one if one individual is having a bad day, they're able to kind of pick it up through everybody else. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't really see anybody in, in Coventry kind of doing that. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see how, how they do um, next season for sure. Yeah. No, definitely. And uh, Wessex, I look forward to playing next year. Fucking <laughs> 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 savage, true though. Um, I, look, I look, like for, for audio listeners, they've got one point uh, to oh, get yeah. out of relegation. Yeah. They need to get seven, so they need to they need to win all their matches and still have a better points difference than Silverbacks. It ain't happening. Nick um, Nick is uh, also extremely excited for the fact that Storm Two aren't going to be in the league next year <laughs> and you're I, like you're I, begging, I the, you're right now <laughs> yeah oh really i am like alex like no offense my friend elliot no <laughs> offense please stay in league one for the good of dodgeball <laughs> for the integrity of the league the system good of dodgeball. <laughs> the good of dodgeball. um yeah no it's uh yeah i mean storm storm two are on two points so they'd also have to have a miracle to to, to come it's back. Not, but it's not happening. It's not happening. Ain't, no, ain't happening today. Shit. Right. Men's Super League. Next you know what? Storm 2 are playing Spartans. That's an easy win there, right? Yeah, <laughs> man. They, they can climb out of relegation. Easy. 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 <laughs> and then, then Rangers 2. Rangers then afterwards. Like, easy two wins. Easy two wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, there actually is a few good games going on. Um, a few? That's like, a, some solid ones, yeah. I think uh, Ranger Storm could be very interesting, especially if Storm play as well um, as a unit as they did against Meteors. Um, and I don't know if Scotty's going to be back or not for for Rangers. Um, so if he's if he's still out injured, that definitely could be a very interesting game. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think and one thing that... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to let you finish your point. Oh, uh, yeah, I was, just, I was going to go on to another game, which uh, is a... I'm going to mention it because it's not our match to catch, but it's a big, a big game nonetheless. 
um, is Derby versus Bees because if Bees get two wins this league meet, it pretty much guarantees third place for them. Yes. Um, if I if I'm correct on that, so that that much, is yeah. their that is their toughest game in the last four, I think. Um, well, the big the big thing is is that in the last meet is Meteors Spartans. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So they need to get two wins now to solidify themselves there, so Storm don't you know come back to to catch up with them. So yeah, it's two winnable games for these. They've won them uh, won them both in the past, but this this Derby game. You know, well, the, the game against before. Derby last time was extremely close. I think it went down to pretty much the final set, um, maybe the second last set um, for the for the win, hmm. um, with some moments that appeared on dodgeball highlights. Um, if you want to go go check that out, um, it's a it's a really interesting game. I feel like Dar- Derby are that kind of team that um, bees kind of struggle to to dominate the way we like to. Um, so it'll definitely be a, a game worth watching if you're if you're around SGP, or hopefully it'll be on the stream. I don't I don't actually know which court is going to be on the stream. Court two, I imagine. Well, I mean, we say court two, but um, for those who didn't know, uh, British Dodgeball decided script. We're going to mix up matches on courts, and so what was my prediction, or what was originally written down, and what I've done in the graphics may not be correct. So please, please, if you're following our graphics. Check on the day which court you're on because it could be different. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm just working on the information I've got to hand. Um, but yeah, always check with the referees which court you're meant to be on. So um, right. I'll give I'll give him grief if he gets it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. Anyway, anyway um, but yeah, court two is kind of where it's where it's all happening. Um, because yeah, Darby, the Darby, bit... Darby Storm as well would be a very good game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even Spartan Sheriffs will be probably close, and and Silverback Sheriffs will probably be close games. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even say Silverback Sheriffs. Yeah, I think Sher- Sheriffs are that squad this season that like are difficult to beat, but most people tend to to edge them out of it. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it, it could be it could be a good game to watch though. Yeah, go watch Court Two. Um, no offense, Court One. But yeah, let's uh, let's see. Which ones are match catches? catches this time? Ooh. Is that right? Uh, I think so. That's what I've got. Have I done it wrong? Are Rangers playing Storm? They're not playing Storm, are they? They are. Storm. They are? Yeah. Is that the they right are. one? Yeah, that is the right one. That's the one we discussed. They are definitely. Yeah, they yeah, are definitely yeah, 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 it is, it is, it is. Okay, thank God. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I would have been, I wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> for, the, for those that don't know, uh, I'm amazed I think it'd be more if fun. anyone knows, but uh, Colin and I came up with the match to catch today, and um, we managed to get a couple of them. We read the fixtures wrong, and we did our predictions for the last league meet. <laughs> So yeah, double thumbs up. We did a really good job there. Yeah, um, that's that's why that's why I wanted to confirm that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you've really got me ch- checking now. Anyway, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Cool, I checked. Cool, cool, I checked. Cool. Uh, right. Uh, you know what? So our match to catch is Rangers v Storm. Um, I'm gonna go with Storm. 
Go on, what's what's Bever saying? I'm I'm curious to see what the, the Ooh, statistics are. Using Bever's your your prediction in. Um, it's a very you've, close one. You've used him for so many weeks. I'm hearing none of it. No. Well, I mean, I mean, it shows how shit I am because uh, he's been less than fifty percent on me. So you know, <laughs> uh, he has predicted Storm as well. He's got a forty-one a forty-one point eight win percentage, which I think is like the closest it can be. Pretty much uh, without being draw, a draw. The, draw. the draw percentage is like really minuscule. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I'm surprised he's got Storm. I I was expecting Rangers that actually yeah. would have pushed me to go Storm. I, 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 oh, I'm going to go Storm as well. I don't, uh, yeah. I, th I think this would be a really good match, personally. I really, I really, I really want like a fired up batter and storm to turn up i want dan gittins to go you know what i'm angry about what tim did to me let's go batter rangers in my in, in response <laughs> that, that that would be really that would be absolutely i hope he, I hope he does a, i hope he does a leap of faith and recognition you know <laughs> I'll, I'll send him a dm and see what he says but only only when the only when the set's finished can't be before <laughs> Whenever one of the Rangers lot uh, eventually cries to the referee, that's the perfect time to do it. Making friends here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of footage to prove me, to back me up here. Don't like let's, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, yeah. Any. 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 Anyway. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about our favorite Tech league. Baby. Our, our, true, our truly favorite league. Men's League One. I don't like this league. The skip it. <laughs> yeah, actually, that you know that does does me. Let's yeah, let's go on. Yeah, let's... <laughs> uh... yeah. yeah. Well, great, great draw for Sheriffs against uh, Rangers. Rangers Sheriffs two against Rangers two. Really big, uh, yeah, big result that one. Sheriffs two against Leeds. I think is the really good result here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, you've got plenty of digs at me here. But... I no. Nah, to, to be honest, um, I think we need to give full credit to Sheriffs Two here, and I think having and I don't know what your your perspective on this on Sheriffs Two is, but my God, as the season's gone on, they have got progressively like week on week there is a visible difference to how they're playing in how much they've improved, and it speaks volumes to where they are now drawing to range two, beating us, to losing to Virtue at the beginning of the season. Like, that's the sort of journey that they've been on in terms of getting better. And I think they are... If they'd played like this at the beginning of the season, then I think it would have been even more of a mixed fest. I think it's very fair to say that the big difference was whenever Ben Paddock joined. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say that's fair. And the reason why as a squad they've improved is because well from from what I've seen, like obviously I've not been there recently, but whenever I've whenever we played Sheriffs Two, Ben very much spearheaded um that side. And I think they've kind of 
like learned how to play alongside him and back up that like kind of play a bit more and played a bit more as a team rather than like trying to play as individuals in a second team um, mm. and that is that is I, I can only I, I haven't watched these matches so I can't say for sure I'm only going by off of what I've I've seen beforehand um, but I can imagine he's passing on his knowledge that he's got previously onto everybody else in the team and I can imagine that that is really starting to show yeah no I, I'd agree with that I also I don't you know I don't really know the Sheriff's 2 team person to person that well but I have a feeling that they like outside of Ben have had a few people changes as well in the team like a few new people join um yeah. and they they feel like a real well like they've got they've got players with like really good catching ability really good counter ability they've all got solid throws which i think is a little different to the range uh the sheriffs that started at the beginning of the season um i don't know if that's true or not this is just my perception um but they are looking really good now and uh yeah you know full, full credit to them um Really, really, really well done. Really well done to them. Uh, I'd also say, because this is, yeah, this was, sorry, this was the league there with three draws in. Because you got Sheriff's drawing to Rangers, you got Virtue drawing to Bees, which is a, a massive shock. Uh, and then Spartans drawing to Nighthawks. We'll talk about Spartans and Nighthawks last because I know you've got a lot to say about that one. Um, but I was really surprised about the Virtue Bees one. Didn't know what was going on because I was too busy in our game. Um, to really see what happened on that one. Um, I will say, just for those that don't know what happened in the, the Leeds-Nighthawks game, it was like, from a Leeds perspective, it was really frustrating because we were 6-4 down at half-time. We were, final score was 15-5. We didn't win a single set in the second half. Um, oh, that's rough. To be fair, was... you only won two sets in the entire game, so it's not that surprising. But yeah, that, but like, that's... but to be one set down at half time, and that last, you know, that like we was four all, and then we lost like the short set, which you know gave gave them the, yeah. the one set victory in half time. I remember our team talk at half time made it very much felt like we were we were losing bad. Which is stupid because we weren't. If we'd looked at the score, it felt like we were losing sets. Well, the last you 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 had a similar situation against Beagles, didn't you? Where you're like, oh, we're out of this game, not really much to fight for, and you're actually finished level with them. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that was a close loss. And you're just like, you realize you drew, right? And yeah. Then you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, but I think I think there was there was a bit more going into it. You know, we felt like we could do better against Nighthawks. And we wanted to to show it. And I th I, the other thing as well, we went in a game plan. And we just didn't play the game plan. Just don't don't know why. Um, and you know, at half time, it felt like we were really far down. But we were only down by one set. Don't know what the hell was going on. Nighthawks played pretty solidly. They did a really good job in the second half. And I don't know. You know, we we did have a timeout when we were ten four down. And um, I think our team it really annoyed me. And you know, the team knows. I've mentioned it to them as well. Like we. We seem to only be able to take one message away from a group chat. And for some reason, the message that they took away was, we need to take a few more risks if we're going to claw, claw this back. That was not <laughs> that was not the real message that should have been taken away at a timeout at 10-4 down. With three sets down, it's very much still a winnable game. 
uh, we just got to play and, and win the sets. And, you know, there are a few throws that you can look at and you go, why are you taking that risk? It wasn't needed. It's because that was what, the, uh, what I think people got in their heads is, you know, if there's something on, even if it's risky, we've got to start taking them. Otherwise, we're not going to bring it back. And Nighthawks are a solid team. They'll catch those that, you know, you, that risk is a major error with Nighthawks because it's not just a, oh, you've wasted the ball, you don't have ball possession. It's you just got caught, you're out. And the person you just spent a lot of time trying to get out is back in. Good job. Um, so that that summarises that score for you. Um, but yeah, let's... I mean, Spartans being MK and Spartans Nighthawks, no, that, they that's are actually, two... That's actually the match I watched. I haven't watched Okay, it go on then. Let, let's talk um, about Spartans MK then. MK... <laughs> if you would absolutely bottled it. Um I think they were eleven three up and then proceeded to lose every single set going forward and managed to lose three sets in about four minutes, I think it was. Wow. Um Yeah, all they had to do was play out the time in the last set to get a draw. They went too aggressive. Spartans bid them off, and then Spartans won the uh, the minute set with James Brown going for I think a very silly. He went he went he went to try and take out Tetley, um, to go four players up to three. He was up high up court. Tetley completely ducks underneath it and um, regains himself to to take out James Brown. And it just watching it, I'm just like, James, what the hell are you doing? You've got no backup. There's nobody. If you miss this, you are fucked. And he missed it. He was fucked. Spartans took it. I was just, I was just watching like this because I knew the result while I was watching it because I, I watched it um, off like yesterday, basically. I was just watching it, knowing the result, going like, what the fuck are you doing? Like one thing I always thought MK were really good at is that whenever they were like high up on sets was seeing seeing out the time like they know how to fucking throw a safety ball all day long re back themselves up regroup but they just kept getting drawn into this like back and forth match um i think they got a bit too i don't want to say big-headed but too like you know into the game too hyped up went for trades that just weren't really there and spartans were binning them off like like really really well like Spartans played the game they had to after they went 11-3 down having I think having Diggins and Tetley in that um, side massively helped in terms of leaders who can keep them on the right mentality of we are still in this game because I think I think that's something that probably um, Spartans to have lacked previously is just that that voice on court to really keep them like in the game. I don't think either Tetley or Diggins had particularly exceptional games, but I just think in terms of having that that like leadership, that experience on court of high level players, um, I think it massively helps. Um and I think having Alex in the coaching box as a as a, you know, level headed um kind of person to have around really shone through. Whereas I don't think I don't, I don't think I don't think MK have anybody who kind of can keep the keep the heads level as they really needed to. Like they done so well to get ahead. They played really, really well those like first those early, those early sets, but they just lost all composure and Spartans just 
knew how to turn it in their favor and really start bidding them off the right opportunities. Um, they just learned to survive better to be able to get those chances. And yeah, that was it's a really good game to watch. Highly recommend watching it. I'll have to go back and watch that then. It, yeah, it's it's interesting because yeah, Spartans two are just such a weird team in my opinion. Yeah. Like, when you play, yeah. like they just they have all the ability, but like I think you're 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 dead right. Like it's like they need the the keystone in their like in their in their players. They've got all the ability to do it, but like they just need one person, even if it's not like you know an outstanding player or whatever, just someone that can like keep the ship stable. Yeah. Uh, rather than loads of loads of loose cannibals, and that's not to say that the players that are already on there don't have that ability, but they just weren't doing it. Um, yeah, 100%. and you know, Tetley and Lewis, from my experience, they're not the loudest players on court, not by a long shot, but they sure know how to say the right things and keep the right energy on team, to and also to get the Spartans team to respect and react to that energy. Like sometimes it's really hard on a team. Like when something's going bad and you're a player that want, you know, you're expected to be that level-headed player. If you get drawn into that bad situation, you just can't. And those two are play like are players that are generally pretty good at like keeping their level head and also, you know, keeping everyone else in line with them. And Spartans know that. It's like uh, it's like Dan Newton for for bees, right? Like he's just one of those guys that is, uh, he doesn't get really wound up by anything. No, like you can't, you can't, you can't, you, you can't wind him up. It, it, it is funny. I was, I was talking to someone else about this, but it's just like, uh, you, you can't, you can't wind Dan up because there's literally nothing on going on behind those eyes. No. Like when he's playing, he is in a, he is literally in his happy place throwing dodgeballs on dodgeballs. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there's nothing going on. Love, love you, Dan. You are the best. But like, you know, it's, it's players like that that really make a difference, a difference to teams and. I mean, that's why dodgeball is a great sport because there's so many ways that you can put a, way to t- a team together and how to have a winning team. There is not one yeah. winning formula, but there are many ways to get it working. It all depends on who's on your squad. Um, but I think, yeah, that Spartans 2 Nighthawks game, a draw, is not really surprising looking at the Nighthawks team. Um, you know, they were missing Skinner um, and they were missing another player um, as well that they usually have around. So they were playing with seven people and I think, you know, Spartans have the ability to to really push Nighthawks, so this doesn't surprise me that they drew. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think there's anything else. I think it was. I feels really rough to see um, Bedford beating Bees by that much, knowing that Bees drew or lost by one set to them last time. Yeah, what what one set? Um, yeah, I think you know we were talking about kind of mentality um, previously. And from what the kind of feedback I got was like, not not to big myself up here, but I I would tend to be like a, a big influence in terms of mentality on the squad. Like the meet before, uh, was it the meet before this? Was the one before the big break? Yep. Like my my head was gone for 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 reasons, and the team suffered for it and i think this time around there's there's they're kind of missing that that glue that uh, that person to kind of big them up which um you know we've been kind of working on and training because uh well i, I haven't been around training because of my my injury um but one thing i've been passing on to to wrench and matt key is that this kind of like individual mentality kind of needs to 
needs to disappear. One thing I always like had to work on was like reiterate until a lot of the lads was this is a squad. We need to be picking each other up. We need to be backing each other up and playing as a as a unit. And whenever we do that, we can beat anybody in this league. Like there was a reason why at the halfway stage people were, you know, going into Christmas, people were putting this in contention for not just promotion but for for the top. And whenever that kind of mentality disappeared, um, we've teams have punished us for it. Um, so one thing that we really have to kind of reiterate to the lads is this is a squad game. This isn't a game of, of individual play. This isn't about, you know, um, making the big catches and trying to go into hero mode. This is about protecting your squad and binning off the opposition when the opportunities arise. And um, we just haven't done that. I think probably Arnie returning probably shook the confidence of a few people because uh, I, I think some of them weren't, weren't expecting to come up against them. Um, and probably got caught up in that malarkey. It's nice to see Arnie back, by the way. Um, after the mm -hmm. after hearing about the injury, he had um, partly had a he had a really good game, and um, really good week all around for himself, which which is good to see him back back hitting form straight away. Um, but I I back my boys to to come back. Um, like I said, we're already kind of preparing for what we need to be working on. Um, towards the end of the season and going into next and you know we'll definitely be be up there and um, fighting for the top spot next season I can I can assure you of that yeah no fair enough it's a it's a brutal league this like you know the, as yeah. your fortunes diminish MK's fortunes have gone up it's it's nuts yeah abs absolutely and there's probably a part of it is that um, you know the the loss we took in the meet before this um kind of diminished the confidence of like like we were previously thought we were fighting for you know top two and now we're sitting fifth place um it it was it was a kick in the teeth um having one bad bad meat just absolutely wipe us away from from contention um so yeah i think i think you're just kind of probably too too many heads kind of looking towards next season rather than finishing off this season but which which happens you know um and that's and that's where experience has to come in you know the boys will the boys will learn from it not a lot of them haven't actually been in scenarios like this um before um and we'll live we'll learn we'll we'll push forward as as a as a squad as we always do mm -hmm. yeah but yeah like my, my point about it being a brutal league is that you know next year when seven three to ten get demoted like yeah and and this is why we like league one because it, it is such a it's getting to it is a different class to super league because super league is you know it has those teams that are just a cut above the rest and even them you know the mid table is a cut above like a massive cut above league one um but league one is so well balanced in terms of anyone on their day could probably be anyone um that's all going to be lost <laughs> through the new system yeah, that, that's that's my worry like obviously the idea is, is that man. it balances out but yeah it's gonna be flipping brutal flipping this brutal. this this right here kind of shows where my frustration with the whole um proposal comes from to be honest is that there is a real possibility that 
um, you know, let's say a Bedford Rangers 2, Leeds Isles, Sheriffs 2 next season all end up on the same amount of points and two of them are going to get relegated through set difference mm-hmm. for three teams ending up um, on the same points and not and aren't aren't even bottom two. Like that's that's going to be a reality. And I and I'd be very interested to see how the leagues pan out in terms of north and south, um, etc. As to how if if there's going to be a big gap difference between who goes down and who goes up in terms of ability and squad depth, etc. and stuff like that. It'll also be interesting to see how like how many of them will be made up of like second teams of, you know, the likes of Leeds Isles. I know you've got a second team. Um I don't know if Sheriffs have uh have a third team. Um, etc. Like I it's it's gonna be interesting to see how like all the leagues line out. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. How, like, there's no point writing it off before it's even. Oh like, no, no, no! But it's it's it is interesting. Well, like, because like, at, at the just, moment, I'm just very sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say at the moment we're in the relegation point for next year, right? Like, if 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 this was it's crazy. Know, next season, you've got you've got five wins. Yeah, we got five. We got five wins. But like our four our four matches remaining, right? Are Bedford Mighty's Eagles that we which we drew to last time, Spars two which we drew to last time, Rangers two that are only just above us. And Virtue Empire, I'm pretty sure, is our last match as well. So, like, on paper, based on results so far, all four are potentially winnable. All, all four of them are also losable. Like, the absolute swing of being in seventh right now is nuts. Like, absolutely yeah. crazy. Um, absolutely. You know, sheriffs have clawed themselves out of re- uh, relegation at the moment based off of what happened with Rangers 2 last time with, the, you know, the whole ineligibility stuff. But, you know... Even like fourth and fifth, like I mean, look, the top three are I think on their own now. Um, I think they're pretty settled. I don't see Eagles catching Spartans too with with four games left. Very very unlikely. Uh, that you know, for our audio listeners, Spartans two are three points ahead of Mighty Eagles, but Cyclones and Spartans two are drawn on twenty points, and Nighthawks are on twenty four. Um, you know, and, and that gives you how, an idea of how close this league is, right? Like, what, ma- max amount of points is 36. Um, and there's four games left, so there's, like, what, eight points left? Um, so there's only, you know, top top place could only get 32 points. Um, I say only, that's still pretty good, but, you know, the, the others are, like... It, it's, it's a very competitive league. Everyone's been taking points off of them. But that mid-table of 12, you know, 12 points on 7th, 14th in 6th, yeah, fourteen point six, sixteen in fifth, and then seventeenth in fourth. Like anyone, any one of those could finish anywhere in that in that pack, really. And even even sheriffs too, if they finish strong and we we sort of shit the bed as well. Like really, really could be interesting. Yeah. On to the features. The fixtures. The fixtures. Why can't I find it? There is. Cause you silly. Ah, oh, a nice morning session on a Sunday. Glad I'm not going. <laughs> I didn't realise this, but I've signed up to referee the midday session as well, so I could be there all day to be honest. <laughs> Lol. Things you do for sporty love. Um, yeah, games. Uh, Bees Rangers. The two that 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 could be a big game. There's a lot of 
a lot of big games this week. I mean, uh, based but, based on what we were saying in terms of the league, it doesn't surprise us. But yeah, there are a lot of big games. Um, I'm very interested to see how you do against uh, Beagles. I am too. I I am really hyped for this weekend. It's going to be like the men's have some like really big matches. Um, they could go either way. To be perfectly honest, um, we we could turn out really play really well and have a really fighting chance against Beagles and, and Rangers. We could also turn up like we did last week, last time. Shit the bed. And be terrible. Um, and then our women's have got big games as well. So, you know, like I'm very, very excited for the weekend. But um, I'm also very curious to see how Sheriffs 2 do against Beagles as well. I, th- I think they'll uh, beat Thunder Dodge fairly comfortably. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm quite interested to see how they do against a Beagle side because... If they play, if they play a smart game, um, they could they could uh, give a, a tough game for Beagles. Mm. Yeah, no, so I, whether I they, agree. Whether they get too into it or not, if they get too hyped into it, they just get end up getting pinned off by Warney. Um, but if they if they're really smart about it, which I think they can be, yeah, um, could be a good game. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good game. I don't see them winning it. No, but I think they can. Well, I think they, I think they can close. Like in the same way that I don't necessarily see us beating Eagles, but then I know based on the past there's evidence that they could. And I think if Sheriffs played how they played against us, they definitely could beat beat Eagles as well. Um, Yeah, could be a really good game. Um, I would say I would say workers against worker bees against uh, NK could also be a really interesting one. But it really depends on what workers beat team shows up and how they play. (laughs) <laughs> well I know you're not there so um, but yeah it could, it could be a really interesting game yeah it definitely will be I, it'll be interesting I'm very interested to see how workers do at the, at the meet because it is what I will say is that it's a bit of a makeshift squad mm, okay. In a, okay in a good way <laughs> okay right well on to our match to catch which I think um, will be could could potentially be match of the season. You think? Could be. Could be. It definitely could be. Um, so for our audio listeners, our match to catch is Nighthawks versus NK. Which I think last Earth time ended in a draw. Second. It did. Now, I I genuinely have been really impressed with how NK have played this season because I feel like they've been the squad that have been very disruptive to everybody they've played. I don't think they necessarily have like a a derby approach in that it's really well disciplined. I just think that they really know how to back each other up whenever they're doing their their big moments. Like I think James Brown, other than the second half of that game against Spartans, is usually really smart whenever he's being quite aggressive and usually is quite well covered on it. Um if they could eradicate all the dumb shit they did after they were 11-3 up against Spartans, like, super solid squad that could easily take on Norwich. And I could see them walking away with at least a draw. But if they slip into this, like, I'm going to go up and do whatever the hell I want with no protection, nobody communicating with them, like, how everything's panning out, then they're going to get absolutely shot on by, by Norwich. Yeah, I can I can guarantee yep. you that. Like 
Norch, no matter no matter what squad they turn up with, always play the exact same. You know exactly where you're coming up against, and it has worked really well for them this season. Right? Like, I, 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 is that a fair is that a fair comment to say, Nick? Yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree, I'd agree. Whereas MK, no fucking idea what's what's going to turn up week in week out. It has been really strong for the majority of the season, but they like against uh, worker bees, they had some really stinky sets where they were throwing absolute shitters. Dodging was piss poor. They they felt the game was getting out of their hands, so they tried to force shit, and we just bend them off. Norris will do the exact same if they try to do it. If they do this game where they just back up everybody for everything they do, similar to like how Spartans play, um, it works really, really well, and they can give any team a run for the money because it's really disruptive, and that's how you beat teams like Norwich who play this really consistent game style. That never really changes. So I'm really intrigued to see what kind of MK turns up. Um, and I, I genuinely think it could be a really, really good game. Who you backing? I have to go with Norwich based on what I've seen from MK the last time. Mm, yeah. It's a really interesting one. Um because my, my perception of MK is they had so many people leave this season after, right. you know, getting dropped from the Super League. They had to, as a club, refine themselves, essentially. Like, yeah, pick themselves up. And I think one thing that gets over, like, completely looked over in all of this is there is a, yes, what, you know, what is, what is happening on court? What are the teams that are playing? But how much effort are individuals putting in in running the club? And sometimes you have to deprioritize what's running for the team to prioritize making sure that the club keeps growing or is sustainable going forward. Um, you know, like making sure that you have a coach, like having a resource where you've got a coach just focused on a team versus a coach which is coach for the club. They're two very different roles and it takes up a large amount of time, you know, for a volunteer sport. And I think MK have done a really good job of balancing both of them. Um, you know, it seems like they've been growing. They've they fielded an MK women's team this year, which is fantastic in a, in an open. Uh, it's really great to see. Um, so we've seen that they're growing as a club, which is really really nice. Um, you know, their the twos are becoming a bit more consistent, which is nice as well. And their ones, like you know, they weren't they weren't bad at the beginning of the season, not by a long stretch, but compared to where they are now. They're so much better. They're so much more well-drilled. They're so much more of a team. You can tell that they've played together in the past. You can tell that they've come together and agreed on, on their play style. So, like, I think MK are just going from strength to strength. Yeah, they, they have some doozies. Like, you know, they really threw some sets to get away against stuff. Like, if you look at our score, like, both our games against MK, and then you compare where we are in the leagues right now, we should not have lost by, like, three sets. We should have lost by more. Like, I think it was like three or four sets we lost by by both games. We yeah. should have lost by more. MK should have had their way with us. But they haven't, you know, and, and, and that's the way it is. So, uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back MK. I'm going to say that they, they do it this time. And my logic is just in terms of faith, in terms of trajectory as a team, I think they're on the rise. And, yeah, they, they sort of shut the bed against Spartans. They did, so but they had, <laughs> they had 
a such a massive win against Thunder Dodge. Like not many teams have put up a like I think it was a twenty nine one win. Like you don't see that sort of a scoreline in in League One that often. Um, mm-hmm. That is a huge win. Um, so they definitely have the capability. Depends what Nighthawks team gets put out as well. I think to an extent um, because. Yes, they all have the same play style and they, they work well as a team, but I think Skinner does have a big impact on how the team plays um, and, and what their, you know, the highest point of their ceiling is. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how MK push it. And, you know, it was a draw last time and I don't think MK were at their best last time when they played. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Agreed. No real need to point the obvious out from a Bevers stats perspective that he's chosen Nighthawks. Um, yes, that would be the statistically that would be the the obvious choice. The bettings man's choice, I guess, is the, the one to go for there. But yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting either way. I look forward to it. Man, there's some hella games like in all the leagues this weekend. What are you doing week. on a Sunday if you're not coming to St George's Park and watching Dodgeball? Like Watching dodgeball from home <laughs> with True. my knee with my knee wrapped in ice, leg up. Watching dodgeball for hours on end. Men's League Two, a league which will not exist next year. Uh, currently, does that mean whoever wins it is just going to keep the shield because it becomes no? Redundant. They'll get promoted, won't they? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The shield, the shield's yeah. going to be redundant, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I imagine so. I don't know. I w- I'd like to think BD hold on to it so that when BD's big enough to actually own a fucking building, they can put it in the program. Oh, of him. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, here's, here's the Museum of Dodgeball kind of thing. It's something can live in there, along with Tim Day's stupid throw. <laughs> <laughs> Just have that on loop. Just, like, Just random, random crazy shit that's happened in the past, like, you know... The, the the final one second drama with Northern Ireland, New England, <laughs> and the men's, or uh, you know, just like random random shit like that. Just as you're walking down, like man, that would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna happen in our lifetime, but you know, we we can dream. Uh, That's why I we're love, here chatting shit about faith. dodgeball. I love the faith. Yeah, we're yeah. the historic records of dodgeball now. We, yeah, we are. That's what we essentially are. Anyway, men's league two. Yeah. Um, so, like, the only real takeaway I've got from this is it was a really big day and a big result for uh, Wessex Wolves. Uh, to come away with a 12-all draw to Storm 3, who um, basically, because of how they played that day, are out of contention for promotion. Um, you know, to draw against Wessex from Storm's perspective is... A terrible result for them, really, um, but shows what Wessex are capable of when they Wessex twos when they when they get their act together and really you know play as a unit. Um, and they were more confident in their victory over MK twos than they did last time. So, uh, just, yeah, again for my second team, which I am adopting for no other reason than apparently I have already adopted them according to Colum and Zoe. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Really, really good results. Really good results. Um, 
I think the takeaway I had, um, big result for Camarthen against uh, Raptors, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, considering true. how much I have said Camarthen should be doing better this season. Um, the, this this week was a bit more uh, of what I expected. Mustangs um, put up a really good um, set of results, beating Camarthen and Storm 3 to really keep them in the promotion race. Yeah, um, especially after Raptors beat Silvaks as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, which makes it a very spicy running. Um, Bronda mm-hmm. are all but guaranteed champs of the league now. Um, they are guaranteed, their, but they're not. Uh, technically, if they lose all their matches and Silverbacks win all theirs, they can take over. Um, just but they, would they have the points? Because they're not going to get it on set. Yeah. No, it's it's six points difference currently. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, so. Yeah, um, Ronda, Ronda will have the league tied up by the end of... By yeah, Ronda, here's, here's a chance to get into the annals of dodgeball history. Lose all your games and finish second. No, technically they could still lose out to Mustangs as well. That'd be funny. No harm, I'd love to see that. Just for the bands... Do Nothing it. Nothing personal, yeah. Just, just so we have shit to talk about in terms tank. of that league. That'd be funny. Absolutely tank it, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, you send know, because that'd be hilarious. Send, it, send, it, send the youth team, send the reserves in. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious, because if you did ta- absolutely tank it, like, it would be funny, because, like, because of the position they are. It's basically, can second place not cock it up to win? That would be funny to watch. Because if they did they all they have to do is lose one game and that's it. They're they're not they're, they can't they can't get first. Which I think second place is currently Silverbacks too. And they've just lost the Raptors. So I I mean even if Ron <laughs> lost out right now, I think it would be absolutely hilarious just to see if anyone could hypothetically overtake them. Um it would be cool. Yeah, I'd, it would be I'd interesting. Watch it. I'd watch it. We'll, yeah. we'll get it on. We'll get it on stream if, if that's good. It is fascinating this league because it was one early on in the season, like you know, at Christmas time. I was like, "Man, this this one's all wrapped up. We know what's going to happen." Like, the only thing that's interesting is Silverbacks and Storm Three. Let's see what happens. Who's going to get that second place? Um, but you know, like Mustangs have really come into their own. Yeah, I thought they would as well. But like, you know, Mustangs have really come into their own. Silverbacks have held that position pretty sh- strong. Um, and it's 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 actually you know you know heated up a little bit, and that Carmarthen Derby Phantoms two and and um, Wessex sort of pack, and you know that is it's yeah there's a bit there's good a bit dodgeball there's good dodgeball there yeah um, I just I hate that it's on the same time as us because like it's a uh, it's a good league and it's you know going to be sad to see it go because because uh, of how how competitive it is. I do like this is one of the last remaining leagues. Um, like I mean, yeah, because you got League Three and League Four, but um, that it does have something to play for. But like, if you're if you're Wessex now, like you know you're in the South next year. Yeah, which absolutely. is just like, what's the point of turning up? Kind of. Yeah, I like it's one of those things where we knew this would have to happen, but it's annoying how it's happened in a way because, like. We've still got two league meets to go. Um, it would have been to play for. 
It would have been interesting to see how people would have responded if they'd been told how it was going to split off yeah. before this season started. Yeah, it's it's. I think that's a problem that we've had as a you know in dodgeball as well. We tend to make changes a little too late or with a little too short notice. It's, re, it's, re, it's reactive rather than proactive. Yeah, I, I think completely agree. Um, and like I, you know, I, I give credit to British Dodgeball in a situation where they have emailed they they did email the teams to say or the clubs specifically to say this is the proposal and gave two weeks to to give feedback. You know, I hope clubs distributed it amongst their teams and teams have read it and given their thoughts and feedback because otherwise we're at the mercy of British Dodgeball and we know that the only way we're going to grow the sport is together as a community. So we need to we need to make sure that we're all speaking about it. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. And if based on the feedback, if anything can be changed or if anything will change, because we know St. George's Park availability is limited and that's that's a big big factor here so but we also knew that um regionalization was going to have to occur to allow the sport to grow oh 100 percent like this is like how it was going to come in was always going to happen at some yeah. point yeah i i thought they were going to go down the route of um just having smaller centralized um areas um similar to how they're doing it now with league four just with more leagues involved in that but um this was the other alternative yeah. uh, pros and cons to both of them i'm not really like i'd have to do a lot of more research into it to, to kind of give a proper opinion around the whole thing um like 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 i mentioned earlier on my only issue is like how like i think there should be a playoff other than that i think it, it could be a, a, a correct way of doing the whole sit a whole uh scenario yeah um, i mean yeah, the, the, the sorry go on. I was going to say, I'd be interested to see how British dodgeball kind of lay out the the fold structure whenever it's mm. whenever it's released, um, and see how the the mass public um, react to it all. Yeah, yeah, it's because um, yeah, I think the two the two big takeaways that we like we mentioned is the impact on league, men's league one in terms of how much is going to be turned over each time. And also the impact of having to play three matches in a league meet. Um, yeah, I, I think most most teams now would tend to take eight um, in a squad. And I think yeah. because you're going to be playing three, you're more likely to have to take nine. Yeah, and I think um, that affects women's teams more, especially women's league one teams more. Yeah. I fully I fully agree with that. I think a lot of clubs with thinner squads for their first and seconds, I do have the fear that it could cause a couple of um, second teams to have to fold. Yeah, or some um, of the third teams that we've seen created. Thirds, yeah, you know that, that's what I mean. Like, there, I, I I fear that there's going to be a knock-on effect yeah. um, from it from clubs that don't really have the depth. Like, bees are it's only short, that then. we've we we've been leaving like a couple of people. Um, behind of our squads for most league meets, mm. so like you know we've we've got just about enough depth to add the additional players without anybody having to suffer from it. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, not every club's going to have that luxury if they're going to if they're going to adapt to the nine players. They're they're probably I could see like a Spartans or a Meteors just sticking to you know the players they've got. You know, the top level fitness you're going to have to have. Um, 
will still be there. Like, look at international level, they have to play a ridiculous amount of dodgeball throughout an entire weekend. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to be ready at certain levels to play a lot of dodgeball in one day, you know. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see how people react to it and how they adapt. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't impact women's league too much and it's more of a short term impact and long term it means that teams Well can... you're able to the, the positive of it is you're able to offer more dodgeball for your for your weekends, right? Which couldn't entice um some yeah. people who have been travelling a lot more. That's true. You're you're there is there is positives to there being more dodgeball in one day for the, compared to the amount of traveling you're going to do um and hopefully the one thing i'm hoping i know this has been mentioned um in the email if, if, if memory serves is that it could potentially lead to more opens because i'm i'm a big fan of the of the open um format um to be honest i think it it allows kind of teams to play people outside of their league that they wouldn't play as often and kind of compare you know you'd see league one teams match up with super league teams and cause a lot more upsets because of the format and stuff like that so it'd be interesting to see in the long run yeah i think that was a massive detour and i do that was a massive yeah (laughs) i know it's it's a fair one and i think it's something it's it's good that we cover it and uh, you know there's something else i want to touch on at the end i sort of mentioned it in our last podcast but um yeah i'll bring it up at the end but yeah League table, uh, due to Storms showing they are basically out of the running now for, for promotion. They are f- uh, four points behind Coventry in second place, and there are six uh, four matches left, so eight, eight points on the table. Um, you'd, Coventry would really have to screw up to, to, to not hold that position now, um, although Mustangs both are really. very close. Yeah, yeah. Because Mustangs are right on the right on the tail of, of Silverbacks. Because Mustangs have twenty one, Silverbacks have twenty two. It's um yeah, it's going to be an interesting running for both of them. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and I think I think right now it, um it's a really good opportunity for Raptors, Derby, um, Wizards and Wolves to compare themselves to teams that will be in the leagues that they come up against next season. Um really use this as a chance to set the bar for what you're going to be coming up against um in this new format that's going to be coming in and um, because the how how this all pans out is going to dramatically change and if you're able to kind of build on confidence of finishing strong at the end of this season it could be really beneficial whenever this all splits off yeah because like derby derby and Carmarthen, i imagine Carmarthen's going to be put in the north i'd i'd guess so um well, would they be in the south? I don't know. It depends where the south is. I think the south was put in. Well, the thing is, yeah, is that it's gonna it's, it's gonna probably. depend on how many teams enter. It's gonna depend on location. Like, location, yeah, whatever location it will be centrally. Like there, I yeah. imagine there'll be a lot of logistics work that'll go into yeah. deciding how this. Either works. way, Derby and Stafford will definitely be in the north, and Wessex and NK will definitely be in the south. We know that almost yeah. certainly will happen. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see how that that sort of pans out. Storm will probably be in the south. Mustangs probably in the south. It depends where it ends up, right? Like it, yeah. it, it is going to be interesting to see how these different these leagues end up playing because some, you know, outside of opens, this might be the last time you these guys are playing each other for for a long time. True. Um, right. You know, it may be the last time they do it in, in their career. Maybe. You never know. That's actually that's a crazy thought. Yeah. Crazy thought. In a, in a thirty-minute format. 
But yeah, no, it's an uh, interesting league table uh, in terms of that mid-table battle uh, for our audio listeners. Raptors and Phantoms, uh, Phantoms 2, are on 13 points at 5th and 6th. And then 7th and 8th on 11 points is um, Wizards and Wolves 2. So uh, really close. And the set difference between those four teams as well is Raptors are on 6, Phantoms 2 on 0, and Wizards and Wolves are um, on minus 6. Like, that set difference is so tight. Like, it is, it is quite an interesting battle. Um, I'm mad to have zero set difference this late in the season as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's almost, almost as mad as being fourth and minus 10 set difference in uh, Women's League 1 for Hartleyville. Still have no idea how they've managed to do that. <laughs> that is actually miracle work. Um, but let's go on to the fixtures for next week. Or this weekend. Big big week for Ronda in terms of they're playing two teams in the top four. Uh, not that I think they'll have a trouble with them, but nah, that's the beginning of the choke job. Yeah, <laughs> can you? Oh man, imagine if they. I don't even. I don't know who they've got in the final league meet, but you imagine if they've got a Storm Mustangs and Silverbacks in their last three, three of their four four matches. Imagine if Ronda lose all of them, then it comes down to whether or not those three teams, how they play against each other and their other teams. Because what, Storm are playing Carmarthen? Okay, that's not really yeah, a question. Their very last game is South Coventry Silverbacks. No way! Oh, oh Ronda, please! Sorry, I'll even say your name right. Rotha, please! Like. <laughs> However, they do have Wessex Wolves as their, their other game that day. Just do a bunch of 1v1s. Just do, like, all the people <laughs> line up. Just 1v1s. Go through the whole squad. Let's see how it goes. I, I, I don't know. It would be... Man, yeah, that would be that would be hilarious if that, if that I happened. Would, I would love to see, like, the biggest upset in dodgeball history if, if Ronda bottled this in the last two league meets. I would be incredible. Don't, don't think it's going to happen, but it'll be, it will be incredible. Hey, listen, if there's two teams that could... That could throw this seed of doubt into it would be Mustangs and Storm 3. Yeah, nah, definitely. Actually, if Storm 3, if Storm can have a full squad available going into it, like, they're, they're not an easy team to beat in that league, cool. for sure. Yeah. Outside of that, two games I've got my eye on are Wessex 2 against Phantoms 2. Again, um, there's only one win between them in the league table. Basically, no set difference between them. Um, very winnable for Wessex, very winnable for Derby. Will be a cracking game, I'm sure. Um, and also Mustangs against Raptors. That'll be a big game as well. I would agree. And funnily enough, wouldn't you happen to know that I'm pretty sure... I, I let you pick this one, because I couldn't be bothered looking up the table. <laughs> I was lazy. <laughs> it's uh, our match to catch. Is match to catch, match match to catch, match to catch, match match to catch. Oh yeah, we need someone to come up with a jingle plot. There must be so. Like, I know, I know. So blue, you've made us a, an amazing jingle that I need to update. Um, I just haven't because it's gonna be shit. it's gonna be the season two um, intro. Yeah, I, I do I do apologize, uh, Blue. It's 
it's it's all on. We me. we love it. We're 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 officially making it the season two. Re refresh the the uh, the live stream and stuff like that. Going yeah. into the next season. We will be far more next we've gotten about it, but me and Zoe haven't. Wow. We the real ones. <laughs> Blue's gonna, if Blue's playing on Sunday, she's going to turn a fucking lamp a ball in my face now because you've said that. Can't wait. <laughs> you know, I'll ask her to film it for me. <laughs> anyway. I hope Zoe joins in too. <laughs> so, so surprise of absolutely everyone, I'm going to choose Wessex in Wessex versus Derby. Actually, oh shit! I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up this point. Didn't Dan Ryan come back playing for Derby? Fuck, he did. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm picking Derby. <laughs> <laughs> that that just he, he did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, he was on. He's a fucking poster boy for Derby over the last league, mate. Every like every two minutes, uh, he would like around the time that he was playing. I was just getting bombarded with videos and Instagram of Dan Ryan making a catch and Dan Ryan throwing and Dan Ryan running off court. I was like, "Fuck it, hell, Jesus!" So if you're listening to this podcast and you are in Europe or you're new to the dodgeball scene and you're like, "What the hell's this? What, what's going on?" For the past forty years, an old man. <laughs> there, there's there's an old man who has who, in the previous form of dodgeball, the three-ball game, uh, was the first person to figure out how to break the game. <laughs> By all accounts. That's extremely fair. Figured out how to single-handedly ruin the game. Um, <laughs> which, I, you know... I, 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 I don't know the history. I didn't, I didn't really play or watch at the time. But by all accounts of what's been reported to me is... It may be his responsibility that Fireball exists. <laughs> no, but it, it was the reason why people were more excited about Fireball coming in than sure. they originally would have been. Sure. So, uh, you know, a great player. Uh, used to play for Leicester. Uh, Leicester Minotaurs when they were a thing. And then Leicester Dodgeball Club when they were a thing last season. Oh, yeah, he did actually, didn't he? And then, yeah, so he's he's now playing for Derby, apparently, in the second. So, having he's a good time. Former former Scotland international as well. Yeah, so pretty solid player. Um, probably solid enough to make a big difference in Wessex versus Wessex 2 versus Derby. Now I feel like an absolute fool. <laughs> I feel bad that I clicked in after you enjoy, said Enjoy your free win. Enjoy your free win. <laughs> I am. Not Who knows? He might, not, he might not turn up. Like he might not. Was, you know, like what? for, for all been, for all we know, like maybe in a guest appearance for one one week weekend. Yeah, for all for all we know. To be fair, he could even take a run into the first team if he's been about long enough. Like I I had no idea he was back training at all. So no, I've, me, I've me no either, right? he might not even be back training. He might have just been you know ringer ring ring. I'm surprised. Yeah, well. I'm surprised. Like Derby, like that. You know. But for how much he was on Darby social media, I'd be shocked if it's a if it's a one time appearance. Because like I I yeah, swear down, it must have been like ten to fifteen videos of Dan Ryan just <laughs> just being there, like just doing it was so Ryan much. Things. Like just if this if that if that was an attempt to you know big up his ego to keep him get him to stay, I I don't know what is. Right, let's finish this off. No, no offense to the Darby social media. 
I'm I I'm gutted for people today, aren't I? Jeez. You are. You're you're on one. It's because you know you got no consequences to not turn up at the weekend. <laughs> By the time they see me, they'll forget. Yeah, exactly. There'll be no problem about it. We all good. <laughs> Men's League three results. Uh, so after they've been on an even longer hiatus than everyone else, because uh, I don't think they played at the league meet before the break, because uh, they're only on their fifth league meet. Uh, they've only got two more before they're done as well. Um, yes. I mean, how do I express my disappointment? Like, match to catch was Bovine v Saints. 4-18 to Saints. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, I, I do believe it was um, a fairly makeshift squad now. It was fairly, but my God, they still played shit. Like, I know some of those players, and they are better than the way that they played. They played like crap. I, I have not, I'll hold hands up, have not seen any of this. I've I've heard, uh, everything I've heard has been on the grapevines. So I was I was refereeing court three. I could only really view what was happening at half times and stuff like that. But the bits that I did see, like, were the dumbest shit ever. Like, being caught on dumb things, throwing stupid throws not paying attention when retrieving a ball and getting hit. I think there was, like, line faults as well happening. Like, I mean, in a way, the most bovine of shit to happen happened. Like, they, they went sounds, full sounds bovines. Good. Never go full bovines. Like, it was a mess. <laughs> to, to, give, to, give, to, be, to be fair to them, like, <laughs> this, this league doesn't, like, necessarily matter anymore. Let's, let's be real. No, but it matters, it matters to my ego that I predict them to win and they didn't fucking pull through for me. I think my ego's more hurt from the fact that the Bovines game we selected was not the one that was actually a good match to watch. Yeah, the <laughs> Bovines and Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, like, to be fair, to be fair, I gave them fair warning about Maya before, right? It's not my they fault did. they didn't listen. Um, they, need to, they need to watch the, the podcast more often. That's what do. I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, Sheffield... Sort it out. Sort your shit out. Yeah. Hear me? <laughs> We're coming for you. Um... <laughs> no, don't make me come and drink in Sheffield. Actually, do invite me along. Thanks. Cheers, bye. Uh, delicious open in July. I can't. I will not be going, unfortunately. I have Rude. a wedding to attend. Rude. It's not my wedding. So what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's our wedding. Ah, Okay. <laughs> Silly I won't be able to go either. My bad. <laughs> you know I want to get married on a dodgeball court anyway. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, excuse us. What a, what a weird tangent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the one thing I do want to say is um, Nighthawks 2 are an interesting squad because they sh- I, they're another, like, like their women's team, they're a team that I think could do better than they actually are performing. Um, but they've just got some things to figure out. Um, not much else to say other than that. And the other thing was, is I know Burton's results look hideous, but having ref them now this season, they are so much improved from last year. Like they actually play with tactics now. Like that sounds like a really dumb thing to say. Yeah, they they, they call. They actually know they, who's meant to be throwing there. Yeah, they they know how to to play things. They know some of the nuances of the rules as well. Like, 
uh, of what happens. There was one incident in the the Nighthawks game where there was like a weird, um, like deflected catch off a out player that didn't have their hands up and things like that that happened, which we had to sort out. But it was, uh, you know, they, they've they've become on leaps and bounds. Um, and I agree with what Kath said on the Neutral Zone podcast in terms of they are uh, they've done a real credit to themselves to come this far and. Um, you know, how well they're playing. It's really good. Uh, yeah, so just to give a shout out there. They can add, um, you know, team dynamics into their game now. Yeah. yeah sure, cause surely, surely, right? Like, they've been about enough that they should be able to watch higher level dodgeball and kind of pick up on different bits and pieces, right? Yeah, probably if they, if they wanted to and they stuck around. Yeah, I'm afraid they're, they're probably good. But yeah, no, I don't know. But yeah, it was, it was good, good to see. Anyway, um, yeah, I've got nothing else to say about those results. I think other than you know Crocs and um, Bovines being a draw, being a surprise to most people, the Hartlepool Maverick, uh, Mavericks Nighthawks game uh, doesn't really surprise me because I know Nighthawks can do well. But like having played Nighthawks at regional league, I know how good they are, um, and they're really starting to show their class. Um, and they're overlooked by many people. So, and yeah, solid results all around for most people. It was a good day for everyone, unless you were a bovine. <laughs> unless you're a cow. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving down the table. Yeah. Moving down the table to second, because they are now behind Saints. Uh, everyone else sort of staying the same. Again, league that doesn't really matter next year um, because even if you get promoted, you're still going to be in your regional league. So don't really know what to say about the rest of it. Good, just... good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Um, and I'm just going to go straight on to the fixtures because that's all we're talking about, really. Why not? Anything interesting this week? Um, I'd say the two Saints games are going to be good. Um, probably, yeah. They they look interesting. Um, I imagine Saints will probably come out victors, but I think it's more. I think it's again. It's another. As we're talking about the league spit, it's another really good chance for teams like Norwich and Hartlepool to know the bar of where they're at compared to competitors in their league next season. Like I, I genuinely think it it's worthwhile for teams to really go all out for these last couple of fixtures, even if you're in a mid table battle. Because anything that can give you an idea of where you're gonna be placing next year gives you something to work for and gives you like that mental edge going into the next season if you come out of it doing well. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to our match to catch then. Match to catch, match, match to catch, match to catch, match, match to catch. Please somebody do something better because that's too like 90s sitcom esque <laughs> for, for my liking. I've, any, I've, fully, I've fully taken like. it from like Bewitched slash One Division, realistically. If you watch One Division, you'll know exactly which episode I'm talking about. It's not the good one. Well, we will fight soon. 
talk smack about one division. Um, anyway, our match to catch is Nighthorse two versus Saints. Uh, for our, again, for our dear listeners, um, I think Saints have got this. They look really strong when they were out last time. Um, Nighthawks, while they're a good team, I don't think they have what it takes to take on Saints. To be honest, they look like Saints looked really, really good. Um, I'll say a little prep for you. Well, above, well, well above a League Three team, you're going Saints as well. Yes, after singing my song. Forever yeah, and ever, yeah. they'll beat Nighthawks. Um, and as a surprise to probably no one again. Uh... Pick bovines, pick bovines, bevers, pick bovines, bevers. <laughs> They're not even playing. Big <laughs> uh, Saints. Um, yeah, that's that really. It's a whitewash, which means guaranteed it'll fuck up our predictions. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Please, Niles, uh, show something interesting. Be cool. Right, that's it. That's the pod. Hope you've enjoyed. Um, sorry, went on for a long time. The only other thing I wanted to mention at the end, and um, is what I was saying for, it's sort of like building on your point about the league system is hopefully that it uh, creates more opens with how things are going with how you're seeing like things in europe develop i'm really hoping more and more clubs invest in hosting their own opens so i think that'll be really good get you know building those local networks local communities because with st george's park going away and less people going to st george's park that community that we've got within the sport at the moment is is gonna dissipate massively with that we knew it was going to happen at some point but like there will be a lot of people that we no longer keep in contact with because of St George's Park. Like I'm unlikely to see people at Canterbury again from the Crocs team for a long time, uh, unless I make the effort to go down and see them down south. So things like opens really give the opportunity for clubs to travel around the country and really go and see other other people, keep that community going. Whether it's a local open and you sort of focus on. You know, creating those local networks and and teams and universities getting involved and and so that everyone knows about each other, or it's a big open that's open to larger larger communities outside of the UK, um, in Europe, etc. Then, I think that'd be a really good thing to see. Is yeah, I hope British Dodgeball still host opens, but I think it'd be really good to see clubs hosting them as well. I also really hope that you know this is my message to Wessex Wolves to send Nick. A ball with the, your logo on it and a kit because he, he'll, he'll right really miss, he'll really miss you like once once you start you know leaving the leagues and <laughs> um, his little heart would break. Who's he going to support on the day? Like it, yes. nobody's going to know anymore. Yeah. No. But yeah, I I I do actually agree with it with everything you just said. Like it, I I I would lo- like I'm liking the whole um, uh, people going abroad more for some opens, which mm. would be really nice to see, and I hope that kind of continues. I know, I, I want to say it was Cam from London Storm that set up this new Astros club. I think it uh, was, yeah. That were you know getting random people from across the UK to to go play in in different European opens and stuff like that. That'd be really cool to see take off. Um, A touring and, team. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Also, I like you said, I love to see actual clubs um, organizing their own um, opens and kind of taking it outside of um, British dodgeball's hands and making it like more friendly um, open environments where people can just take random squads and new people, old people, alumni, and make some really fun tournaments out of it. Yeah. Like it. It'd be really cool to see that community like 
vibe across British dodgeball. That's that's there um, over the recent years um, come together again for for different style events outside of the official ones. Yeah, no, definitely. Because we know, like you know, it's it's not a stupid thing to say that British dodgeball can only take us so far in in organising things. Um, you know, dodgeball is our sport. As as players, we need to you know organise things and get off our back to do things as well. Um, and you know, British dodgeball will provide things like you know teaching us how to referee, give us the opportunity to become referees, coaching opportunities. There's plenty of them going around if you search on British dodgeball uh, in the shop and, and stuff like that. So there's plenty plenty of stuff out there. Um, but yeah, let's let let's hopefully hopefully next season will be a good one. Let yeah, there see be you college. at the weekend. See you at the weekend. Take care.